Hello, welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host, and this is my podcast. And my guest today is multi hyphenate actor, writer, director, photographer, musician, Adam Goldberg, cult classic icon. Adam Goldberg. I mean, this is so exciting. You've seen the guy in everything. Everything good, that is. He's been in Two Days in Paris, Waking Life, Dazed and Confused, Saving Private Ryan, A Beautiful Mind, ER, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Friends, Fargo, Entourage, Zodiac, The Hebrew Hammer, Marin, Taken. He even had a cameo in Before Sunrise. I mean, the list of the things that he's been in and done is too long for me to go on. Uh, He's also written and directed numerous films. I Love Your Work, Scotch and Milk, No Way Jose, uh, which can be found on iTunes. So uh, I would check that out if I were you. His band is called The Goldberg Sisters, and he has a new album out now called Home, A Nice Place to Visit. It is a beautiful, beautiful album. And uh, I'm going to be playing songs from the album during the show, so stick around for that. And uh, you can find his hauntingly beautiful, moody photos on his Instagram at the Adam Goldberg. You should also follow him on Twitter, where he's constantly being trolled by uh, anti-Semitic jerks, uh, or he's being mistaken for uh, you know the creator of the TV show The Goldbergs. Um, yeah, and overall, I just want to prepare all of you. Uh, this was. A super fun episode, unlike any I've done before. Adam came over to my house where I record the show. It was a uh, super fun and herky jerky. Um, you know, he's all over the place. He got to the, my house. We're live streaming on Instagram. I had never done that before. He was low blood sugar, and uh, his Ativan hadn't kicked in or he hadn't taken it. I can't remember, but it, it's a definite reminder and lesson for me that now when I have a podcast guest, I'm going to make sure that they come having eaten and uh, then that they're that they're medicated. So, but I had a blast. My God, I feel like I met my brother from another mother. You know, I just knew. I always had this feeling, uh, you know, watching uh, Adam in, in, you know, everything he's been in that, uh, you know, that we're both neurotic and uh, we would get along swimmingly. And uh, we did. So if you can handle two neurotic people meeting for the first time, uh, you know, sometimes Adam isn't in front of the microphone and he's walking around and the sound quality isn't perfection. But if you can go on this journey, stick around and go on this ride with us, uh, I think you're going to have a great time. All right? That's what I think. That's what I know. Um, I also want to say going to tell you all the normal things I tell you that you have to include in a podcast intro. At least I have to include. I think that all of us, I think we should all be friends on social media. Uh, I think that could be really fun. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at Alexi Wasser. If you want to advertise on this podcast, um, all you have to do is email dearlovealexi at gmail.com. And uh, if you're a woman and in Los Angeles on Saturday, June 2nd at 8 p.m., I am throwing a party called Girls Night In. I want you to be there. It's going to be super fun. Pizza, beer, presents for uh, anybody who gets a ticket and shows up. And it's just going to be a bunch of girls hanging out, mingling, making new friends, laughing, uh, talking about their feelings. All right? Uh, If that sounds good to you, maybe you're new to Los Angeles and uh, whatever, uh, that's what's happening Saturday, June 2nd. 8 p.m. in Los Angeles. Um, DM me on Instagram at Alexi Wasser uh, for tickets. And uh, what else can I say? If you want to support the show, oh, what a mensch. How incredible. Thank you so much to support this podcast. Make a donation to the Love Alexi Patreon page 
And you do that by going to patreon.com forward slash Alexi. Any donation is, uh, is completely appreciated, keeps the show going. It's an independent podcast. And, um, you know, what else can I say? I'm just going to throw us over to this wonderful, exciting podcast with my new favorite person in the entire world, the uber-talented actor, writer, director, photographer, musician, Adam Goldberg. Are we getting this? <laughs> I, moved, I, moved, I moved on Saturday. You did? Oh, yeah, that's what your, your uh, publicist said. Yeah, it's a fucking, I mean, whatever. It's a cliche. It's a nightmare. I can't find anything. Oh, my God, but that was, I should be insta-storing all of this. this I, it's too hot now. Okay, um, I know. I was, I was, I'm sorry. So I'm not taking a whole I'm not. <laughs> sorry. Um, I, I don't, look at this. My fucking shirt's not even I, on the right way. So now I, I actually am taking out my clothes. Yeah, like, I'm so sorry. That was, well, good thing I, know. I was about to say. I, I was literally about to say. <laughs> no. Anyway, it's okay. Wait. You can you can just Wait. destroy what's left of my no. winning career. Wait. Um, your career is great. Wait. Oh my god. We hold on. Hold on. My sloppy shop. Not. What is that? What's on your screensaver? Uh, what my son when he was a little tiny tiny. Oh, I thought it was like a. Yeah. I, was, I thought it was something else. I was like, you saw something gross, didn't you? Something gross. <laughs> my son's <laughs> fucking arm. I was just taking my hair and I got one left in the. All right, let's see if I Hello, hello. Okay. What is all this? This is, these are all my accoutrements no, no, to feel, to feel. Uh, I know, I'm the same know. way. Listen, I, I, yeah. I, by the way, didn't stop to eat. Wait, hold on. You didn't? I can't. We're also so close to like Erewhon that I don't know what to do. Like, should I, should I have someone Postmate something here? Maybe. Wait, you didn't eat? Wait. No, I'm telling you, you don't hold understand on. what's we going on. I want to know everything. Wait, I haven't slept wait. in three weeks. Hold on. Make Pat, sure check, we, we got to record. Check. Check. You're, you're a musician. Check. I've dated musicians. They understand how this works. Check. Okay. Very cool. Sounds good to me. All right. Check. Is... Okay. Wait. You didn't eat. You're talking Ativan. I mean, is it okay if I just like, there's... Yeah, you do whatever you want. Why does every man have like white crusty stands on his APC jeans? It's, like, it's just these, every these man. Are, these are 316. They're not APC. Every man has oh, this on know. his jeans. Yeah, because nobody's washing their jeans. Okay, well. you're not supposed to. You're supposed to put right, them in, I know, I know. in the freezer. I was actually, the funny thing is, though, so like this morning I was like, did I ever rinse these or did I not rinse these? Because also you, like, you tend to crock all over everybody's fucking furniture, but luckily yours is gray, so it's fine. Um, crock? You crock. mean cum? 
I know. That's what it sounds like. Um, what does no, croc mean? It's like getting blue indigo dye over everything. So, like, we just moved into this rental house, and there's fucking blue dye all over the wall for me, like, leaning over to, like, yeah. plug something into the back of the TV set. Yeah. And my wife is just completely, like, at a fucking loss because um, oh I've already totally damaged the house. But it means it's a sign that you're hip. Oh, my God. Let's... Okay. I hope I can hear your voice. Are you talking close enough to the mic? I think you're fine. You've used microphones many a time. Well, I don't know. I don't... I think you're good. Talk... Technica? Talk more. You sure? I want to make sure I can hear. I don't want to miss a beat. Okay, so what happened? You getting here will be the first hour of this podcast. <laughs> well, actually, no. I'm dead serious. Should I... Should I... Should I have taken off my shoes? No, I'm not uh, one of those people. Okay. Are you okay that I have my shoes off? Yeah, no, I just, but I, we became those people, but now we're not anymore. Yeah, anyway, I'm I, trying to be one of those people. No, it's very clean in here. Is it? Yeah. Thank you. Who makes this couch? Oh, I got it from a friend who had it for like a month. Dead? And dead friend. <laughs> I understand. Classic dead um, friend story. Yeah. No, couch it's not. It's cute. Thank I, you. Uh, mine's in storage. If anyone wants to buy any of my furniture. Yeah. Like really overpriced, really large Italian furniture. Yeah. Um, have them DM you. DM me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will make sure I take care of it. Oh, can't uh, wait. Um, Did you get it all on Beverly Boulevard? Nothing. Like, um, that's, that's the worst place the ca- to buy furniture. Yeah, the couch. Yeah, the bed actually from Italy, but 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 the but but the couch. Yeah, from uh, from Diva. Riveting. Fifteen years ago. I riveting mean, podcast fodder. Oh. It's vintage Beverly well, it's Modernica. Only, is it vintage? Yeah, 15 years ago. Listen, that's, you're just saying that something I, I bought new is vintage because I'm old. If I got something 10 years ago at Target, I call it vintage. Really? Well, then yeah. yes, I have a vintage B&B Italia couch. How's that? What's Ativan? Seriously? Yeah, I don't even know what Ativan is. Aren't you kind of neurotic? I'm fully, but I'm just like walking through all my demons. Like, un- Well, I did. I almost drank six shots of espresso, but then I took four, three beta blockers, so I feel like... So, right. You're hip to the beta blocker scene. Totally hip to Propranol. They don't work. They don't work on me. But uh, Ativan is... uh, I don't know. What's that thing in, like, Alice Huxley's uh, Brave New World? I don't know because I didn't read it. Me neither. I like to to refer to to these books. My wife read it. I mean, it's near the bedside table Mm -hmm. that I used to sleep on before I had to stick my bed in the storage. Um, Thanks. It, uh, you know, it's like a little, it's a, like, an, it's like Valium. It's like Valium? Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a diazepam. It's a, it's a, it's a, whatever the fuck those Like are. a Klonopin or something? Yeah. But it's in the Valium family. Why do you take that? Oh, why do you think? Oh, um, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. You look very slender, by the way. I mean, I've, I've, I've uh, 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 people when they meet you, or when they haven't seen me for a long time, say, "Oh, yeah. you, oh, you're so skinny." I'm like, I've actually been the same way forever. I just obviously photograph fat. Okay, so now I've managed to insult you somehow, it's and like, it's totally fine. But I mean, I no, I know I'm surprisingly slender. Although not for me, I have like this. I've been eating like shit, and I'm ha- I'm having like whatever. I have the fucking. I don't exercise anymore. I have the. I have the I have the skinny fat guy syndrome. No, you don't. Worst. No, You're no, beautiful. I, do. I, like, I saw you take your top off in a no, totally no right cool. Well, no, I have, a, I, have a, I have like a whole. I have whatever. I have a fucking spare tire. I, you look great. I'm Forty-seven years old. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, what can I tell you? I think I'm, you look very handsome. Thanks, I appreciate. that. I hope your wife is okay with me saying that. I, I, she, she does. We, we have a kind of Bob and Carol Ted and Alice thing going on. You do? No, I mean, and nobody I, even we knows like what that movie. means. I didn't know. Uh. I've, I've been trying to sort of pick up signs, you know, for the last ten years from her to see if, the, if like, how much she likes the movie. But I, I don't think that much. No, um, nobody even knows that Mazursky reference. Oh, that's too bad. I mean, it's maybe like they one do. Of the best movies. 
That's one of my favorite movies of all time. My, twi- my Twitter bio used to just say, and the gazpacho, uh, uh, the gazpacho was astonishing. That was, that was, that was my, my Twitter bio for a long time. And you mentioned that to me, because how did we meet? And I, I, I sort of st- cyber-stalked you. You did? Yeah, because... Oh, I love this. Because, because you, you, somehow it showed up on my feed that you interviewed Henry Jaglum, and I was like... Yes. There's another human being on the planet that wants to sit with Henry for two and a half hours. Yeah. So I was like, "Do you want to talk to me?" Because I was, yeah. I was, I was being real proactive for this Hebrew Hammer sequel thing that I was trying to crowdsource. Um, How did that go? Not great because you didn't interview me for it, and and so now I fuck you. So we only made like a hundred thousand dollars. I'm jumping all over the place. I'm having a great time. You guys can't see it. I'm on my couch. Uh, um, okay. So it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't ideal, but. Uh, yeah. Also, I was in Toronto. You know, so now we're whatever. Then it just segued into oh fuck it. You know, I got this record coming out, and and uh, but it doesn't matter. I, it wasn't. Now it was just like it, it was too intriguing to me that you. I, I actually wouldn't mind just spending the podcast uh, or Talking. the time here or whatever yeah. discussing Henry Chagall. <laughs> yeah. Um, but before any of that, I'm not kidding. I'm gonna pass out if I don't eat something. Oh my god. Uh, so, what do we do? Postmates. Oh, wait, do you want? Uh, do you want a weird uh, low fat yogurt Trader Joe's no, thing? While I, I know what you mean. I had a, all I've eaten today is a smoothie that I made for myself. That's okay. All and I've been up since. Oh my actually god. Actually, last Tuesday. So I can't. Why didn't you eat? I don't understand. I don't have a problem. No. I have an eating disorder. You have an eating disorder. Well, like in that, I don't know how to. I'm not good at feeding myself. Oh um, can I talk to you while you postmates or do Yeah, you? yeah, do whatever you like. Um, uh, postmates. Well, this is going to be a hit or miss scenario. Scenario, scenario, because they don't always work for me. They actually tried to kick me off of Postmates at one point. They did. Yeah, Why? I tried to order a guitar cable, and then they they kicked me off of Postmates, and then I had to tweet at them. I feel like uh, I feel like there's a something missing in that story. No, I, I swear to God, it was really? weird about it at all. First, the, I I used the app twice. The first time was to order some food, and they got the order wrong. And the second time was to um, I needed a weird guitar cable from Guitar Center. Yeah, but I couldn't physically. I mean, we literally couldn't leave because we're recording this actual this whatever this record. And is it uh, called Mood Swing or Mood Swings? Well, I changed the name to Home a Nice Place to Visit, but it was called Mood Swing. God, I know. I Are know. you in an open relationship with your wife? No, I don't know. You said Bob Carroll, Ted Malice. No, I don't know what the no, fuck you're no, alluding I mean, to. I was being, you know, whatever. Hyperbolic and yeah, just silly. I mean, but yeah, back off, ladies of the do. internet. Yeah, relax, everybody. Believe me, they're relaxed. They were like, "What? Oh my god, I'm so hopeful!" And now they're just oh, wait, I was about to send food to this new address, but it's not. That's not even your address. What? It's funny how they get close here. I'm gonna have to do. This. <laughs> yeah. How they get close, but they don't get right on. Use current location. No, that's not your current location. Good. I'll, I'll just cut this out of the podcast. Yeah. Um, How long have you lived here? Eight years. Wow. Yeah. That's a long ass time. I you know. How long I lived in my house? How long? Twelve. Twelve years? This is long, longer by twofold than I've ever lived anywhere in my entire life and threefold as an adult. Um, I'll just hold this up here just to catch sure. every, yeah. every nuance. Oh, I want to. I have to take pictures also. Um, Why? Okay. What? I got an Insta story. What? I got an Insta story, and you'll take pictures. And yeah, yeah, sure. Why don't we just live Instagram the whole thing? Uh, should we? So not, I don't have any problem with that. Really? I really, I don't, I think that's more interesting than, okay. I mean, not more interesting. Order your more, food. All right. Um, do you have, like, a good, like, live Instagram interaction? Like, because when I live Instagram, nobody, like, they don't really care. Uh, I, think they, I think I have a good one. Um... Look at you. Oh, I know. You, Nerve alert. That's all right. You should see when I was moving out of the house, I had a 
drawer. We could ju- we should just sit here and watch these videos that I made, and that'll be your podcast. What? Of of me of my hoard of me moving out of the house. I had an enti- I have an entire drawer full of shit which was just dedicated to vine to making vines. Really? You know I was a vine star in the early Wait. days of vine. No, for real. Like that was I got more press in the first three weeks of do- of, of the of, of vine than. I had since Saving Private Ryan, which is the motion picture I was in I'm years very, ago. Oh my god, okay, wait. How do I do this? How do I get in here, too? I'll make it work. Um, you go further than you go further back, I think. Is this good? Great. Are we getting it? Oh, yeah. Should I write a thing? I don't know how you do it. I mean, I've done it, but. Okay. Oh, don't tell me. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I didn't say, I didn't say anything. I, I forgot. <laughs> Okay. I didn't say anything. All right. I said I... I I'll keep him interested. Um, um, oh, so I'm here with Adam Goldberg. Shake Shack. Oh, yeah, get Shake Shack. I can't eat that. No, the Astro Burger was going to get a turkey burger. I should, I've been eating too much, too many, too many carbs. We're about to... Uh, we're, we're live streaming. We're insta-living. We're mm-hmm. uh, multi-hyphenate. We're, we're, we're uh, analog photographing, uh, which will take about a week and a half for this to get... To develop, developed and scanned, and then coming up from all angles. Yeah, this is incredible. Yeah, so just, right. we want to make sure to triangulate it. What does everybody feel like? Oh my god, I'm gonna get closer. People are freaking out. The internet is freaking out. I don't have any power on my phone. Oh my god. No, I'm telling you, I <laughs> we just moved, so I literally there's no outlet next to the fucking bed on the floor, so I just don't charge the phone anymore. I wait until I get in the car. All right. Um, just make sure. Where where is where? Am I allowed to say the name of a restaurant or no? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. What, what? Well, there's oh, one door. I think they do. Oh, Should we just run over? Should we get a friend? Should we get some dinner next to it? Oh, that is amazing. Does it... Harold, that's hilarious. 60 minutes? Where does it think we are? Oh, my God. Wait, how do I get... I don't want to be so close to you. I Order... Or, oh, that's helpful. Order anything. Oh, God. We're trying to order food for Adam, just so you guys know, interrupt this view of what we're doing. Uh, he's my guest on the Love Alexi podcast. He's focused on ordering food. Add an optional photo. He's starving. He's got... Oh, my God. He's starving. He's low blood sugar. He's of no use to me, uh, you know, as a podcast guest. Oh, God. That's how, that's how I feel. Like, always, like, confused, terrified, panic-stricken. Should we send this to Postmates, or is that, that's probably a bad no, idea? No, no, send that. That thing's great. All right. Um, so, anyway, we thought we'd live stream. Adam's totally pro-live streaming. He gets the internet. He's, he's futuristic. I'm so, I'm so pro. Yeah, Adam's pro-life. <laughs> he's pro-life and pro-live stream, mm-hmm. and uh, he gets it. He's like the Kanye West of uh, of like filmmakers. Of erstwhile character actors from the 90s. It's true. Um, you heard it here first, folks. So, um, I don't know, because when I go there, I get a salad, and then I make the salad. God, I don't know how to help you. What do you do when you eat? Um, I, uh, I go on dates. I don't know. I'm just really? It's the only time you eat? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, you, like, wait till somebody takes uh, you out? No, no, no. I, I don't know. I, like, buy bullshit at Trader Joe's, and, mm-hmm. you know. But, well, like, say you were starving right now, and you needed, like, say it was, it was you that was having this problem. I would go to Air One. I would, like, I would just, like, gl- be glazed over and go to Air One. Mm-hmm. You want to do that? Do you want to run over there? Oh, my God. Uh, Banter is great so far. Chemistry, fantastic. Should, in a platonic should, way. Should we, should we, should, I mean, <laughs> you could live, we could live stream it over to Air One. We could? Okay, we're live streaming it over to <laughs> This is so great.
great. Okay. But do you? But the yeah, question is, oh my is God, the, we're gonna be so obnoxious and everything. I know. I, I did it once there, and I was I did it with Steve Agee. Do you know Steve Agee? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's great. And he's so great. we 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 um oh God, what did we do? It was so crazy. He had it on his, and I had it on mine, and we were feeding them back. Let's go. And it was just a psych psychedelic. It was just psychedelic. Oh my! Are you still gonna podcast after you get your food? I don't know. What? Well, I. I, I have to be home at 3.30. Oh, my God. That's two hours from now. Okay, great. So let's go get But I'm food. a half hour away. And I have to go to the pharmacy, which is near you. I, as it turns out, my pharmacy, though no, no, nowhere near where I live, is near you. Yeah. On 3rd Street? Beverly. Um, and Orlando. Eddie's Pharmacy. Um, should I not have said that? No, it's fine. <laughs> um, I have so many things I want to ask you. Okay, let's, let's go. We're going to go. Is there a way to write? This looks mobile. Why don't you just... No, because we're not going to hold... We don't, I don't have labs. You don't have labs, huh? Yeah. You should always have a lab. That would actually be better so we weren't like, you know, like on... This is like what... Ridiculous, right? Well, I just feel like we're on like <laughs> the Merv Griffin show. Um, I used to have a studio, but Meltdown Comics closed down, so oh, I can't... Oh, shit. Really? So, so that's why I have like this... I, I know, it's fine. I'll I get labs. I studio too, and then I've, I've fucking moved out of my house. Yeah. Now I don't know where I'm... Le- where I'm living. Let's get you food, because that way I can at least have like an hour and a half I'm conversation with you. Okay, let's go, let's Look go. Uh, Look at that. That's because of Excedrin, yeah. no Ativan, and haven't eaten in three weeks. Oh, you didn't take your Ativan. I couldn't find it. All right, so I'm going to turn this off then, right? Sure, turn that off. Um, uh, now we're actually podcasting as well. No. We're live streaming. We went to Erewhon. Well, we just heard a really... Take this mic, yeah. Stick it up to the recorded. You know what I'm saying? Oh. The saved version of this. Yeah. If you want to catch some of it, it won't sound so good. Yeah. But you know what? It'll give it like some texture. Some layers. It'll be like a Joe Frank episode. I don't even know what that means. What's a Joe Frank episode? Make sure you speak into the mic. We don't want to miss out on any. Joe Frank, who just passed away recently. I'm gonna try to get. I just want to get on. Joe Frank is is. I mean, honestly, he invented podcasting. He did? Who is this guy? I'll Joe, kill him. I mean, Joe Frank had a radio show. Wait, is he dead? He just died recently. He just died, so I don't have to, I don't have to kill him. <sighs> but he invented podcasting? He didn't really, but he uh, he told radio stories. And, like, I used to just... I, I don't know how to describe him. Very dark, sort of... Um, um, uh, uh, tales. What's his name? Who, who's the author... Uh, you know, Shortcuts is based on? I mean, the... Oh, that Robert Altman movie? Yeah. I don't know. What's wrong with us? What is wrong with us? That's so embarrassing. Humiliating. Oh, Jesus Christ. Come on. I'm, it's, it's not that I don't know. It's just that I'm having a really tough couple of years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Live stream ruin. Podcast. Oh, God. Unusable. Just cut it. Just cut it. No! <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. You're wonderful. You're so great. So, um... Thanks. Oh, yeah. So anyway, so he, he, he told these incredibly dark, you know, seemingly sort of autobiographical stories, but he'd have music in the background and, and do all these different textures. So there'd be like someone sound like a, like a telephone recording or a, a tape recording and, and, um, and they were just hypnotic. And it used to be every Sunday morning. I used to tape them. Yeah. How, how old are you? Oh, God, must you? I mean, isn't it? I'm 37. Global? I'm 37. Yeah, okay, I'm 47. I know, but okay. So okay, my point is, is that in those days we had to tape shit off the radio. Yeah, okay, this is I used 1990. To do that. All right. Oh God. And so <laughs> I was very depressed then, 
as I am now. Are you? Yeah. What would have changed? Um, and so I was, lo- I was, li- I was living in the back. I dropped out from dropped out of college. I was living, I was living in the back house that we had, um, uh, kind of a guest house at my mom's, and um, and I would just sit around all day fucking long and just smoke. Oh, my girl, my first girlfriend, the one I lost my virginity to, basically. How old are you? Quite late in life, uh, like about twenty seven. No, uh, seventeen. Okay, but. Um, uh, I could have at 15, but it was with my best friend's girlfriend. How dare you talk to me like, oh, really? Yeah. Were you in love with her? No, it's just that she was willing to have sex with me. Yeah. I mean, I said no. And you I waited too long. French kissing. And you did? And booby, yeah. But, and, booby and, suckling? I don't know if I actually. Probably, I guess. I, I, anyway, so, um, and then my, and then in senior year, I had like a, a sort of a girlfriend, then she went to some, went to the prom with someone else, and then that was kind of. That. That's not the girl you lost your virginity to? No, the girl I lost my virginity to was my other best friend's girlfriend a couple years before. <laughs> oh. uh, I went to a small school. So anyway, um, that's a cool picture. My dad took that. He took that photo too. Oh, you're shitting me. My dad took, his name is Julian Wasser. He took all these photos. Have oh. you ever seen that photo of Marcel Duchamp playing chess with a nude woman? Oh my God. Have you seen that photo? Yeah. Have you really? Yes. Oh, that's my dad's photo. That's crazy. Adam takes photographs too. He's also a photographer. He oh, does it all. Fantastic. Um, um, so, so you're, you're bummed out. You're well, anyway, I would just sit around smoke all day and listen to, ta- listen to all these tape recordings I'd made of Joe Frank episodes. Yeah. And then, you know, he kind of went off the air and then recently his career had been slightly revived by the fact that, um, they would, they would air him on, um, it's like, I don't think it's that I have so many interesting things going on in my head. I think it's <laughs> that I have early onset Alzheimer's. I don't think so. We have so much to cover. Wait, what time is it by the way? Oh, what time is it? So no. <laughs> I got to do this fashion podcast. No. What time is it right now? It's two. So, so listen, listen. So, um, what, what, uh, what, what's that fucking podcast? You are so hard to wrangle. We have to start somewhere. Do you want to know? What's the podcast? Um, it's the one. It's another story-ish podcast. It's a, it's a big one. A current one? Yeah. Serial? No, no. Not that big. My Favorite Murder? No, no, it's like, you know, you tell stories. You tell like the moth. Things. It's like the moth, but it's not the moth. Where are we going with this? Wait, wait, anyway, so, they, yeah. he, they would put... Jo- oh, here, they if would, I can get to my phone, I can look It's charging, and tell you. But, but, but they brought him back, and then he recently died, and he mattered to you when you were really young, and you are depressed. I want to talk about your depression. But you would really like Joe Frank. Really? And what I'm saying is, is if you start doing stuff like taking shit off the phone, whatever, and yeah. stick a little music behind it, then you got yourself a Joe Frank podcast, just for fun, just as a one-off. Can I use your music without yeah. paying you for it? Of course. Okay, very cool. Oh, my God. How exciting. Like, what do you mean? It's like a free plug. Um, well, God. You guys listening, and now that we're live streaming, this is actually the first time I've ever live streamed a podcast. It's happened in two chunks while uh, Adam here is munching, eating his overpriced salad from Erewhon, which is very highbrow. If you guys aren't in Los Angeles, it's a very highbrow hotspot to... Uh, but tell them why. What? Oh, so we went there because he was low blood sugar. Oh, but I mean, why did we pick Erewhon? We booked Erwan because it's nearby. Okay, that's all. I'm just, it's not like we, I was like, okay, listen, <laughs> I know we're in the Palisades, but I just have to go to Erwan and Beverly and our, oh, I didn't even say it. And I don't gave jump. wrong cross street. Okay, or you said Orlando. Way, you can fucking, I know, which is actually where my, where my um, pharmacy is that I'm going after this. <laughs> that's cross streets of my pharmacy. If you want to kill me, oh, you probably do. Nobody wants to kill you. Mm, if you have any Nazi trolls, they want to kill me. Yeah, I know you're constantly getting uh, confused for the guy who created that show, The Goldbergs, mm-hmm. right? And then just a bunch of people on Twitter. And then also bad Nazis. I mean, yeah. My Twitter account exists largely to explain to people that I didn't create The Goldbergs and defend off Nazis, which funny is... Why do you engage with them? 
Because I was sick of blocking them, and I just thought it'd be more interesting to engage. Yeah. Um, so you get to my house, right? Because now we're podcasting from my house. Uh, can you can you tell people I'm so sorry that I, I mean I'm so sorry I'm eating on your no he didn't want to eat but I was like but you're, Adam came in he was super low blood sugar he didn't take the Ativan he he needed to take because because I was hungry because you were starving you're, I'm, I'm like Karen Carpenter you're discombobulated you're you know just uh, spiraling what about the fact that we're backlit because your phone isn't adjusting properly oh no so we don't need to what get, do we do we need to get either go to the shade <laughs> store no. And get fitted for like a blackout curtain there if you're going to do this right. Or I think just tap your phone. Although I don't know once you're doing Instagram if you're just going to heart yourself. <laughs> How do we do this? There you oh, go. There you go. go. Now we're talking. There you go. Are you guys having a good time? Um, anyway. I, th- I look much better. I mean, I don't look great. I look, I look fat. I look so much bigger because I'm closer to the camera. What happens is I don't have any contours to my face. So if I'm backlit, it just literally just looks like a hair and some fucking blobby something. This at least blows out my... How do I look? Oh, you look great. Do I? Yeah. You don't even care. No, you look great. Okay. Um, You look look like even women who aren't taller than me look taller than me sitting down because I I slouch and have a small torso. Okay. I have really long legs. Will you take off your shirt for the people? No, uh, 10 years ago I would have done that no problem. Okay. I I really, it's spare tire land. I'm not holding... Are you listening? You you can hear me. I can hear you. You got to get it closer. I just said so... It's it's. Listen, we got to do it like this. Okay, I understand. I'm, I'm figuring it out. Okay. This no, is, I know. This I, is I, my third podcast in my apartment. I'm so glad. I was so afraid you were gonna, you were gonna, you were gonna tell your publicist. Oh wait, it's at Alexi's apartment. First I'm of all, not going there. Just, let's just be clear about something. I didn't. It's, this isn't arranged through a publicist. What happened? It was wasn't. I, but I, 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 I sought you out, and I said I thought we should talk, and then I just gave it to the publicist because there was actually enough things that things began to get confusing, and I didn't want to deal with it. I was like, as long as I'm paying this person, yeah. which I don't usually have a publicist. It's only for music. He's that cool I'm and grounded. He doesn't usually have a publicist, well, and it's true. We did connect via Twitter. No, I just DM. sought I just, me out. I, I tweeted at you. Not. I mean, I didn't DM you because I just. Oh yeah, we were just tweeted at you. Tweeted at me, found me. Okay, because the Henry Jaglum. But uh, because you are a sick fuck who, like me, is obsessed with Henry Jaglum. Yeah, we got to get to that too. Always was this movie that like sort of rewired my circuitry when I was like fifteen years old. Yeah, how did you end up seeing that movie? Because my for always, but not forever. I've only recently watched that, so I discovered Henry Jaglum because I was watching television one night. It's on random channel, and I saw someone to love. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, like, yeah, I know. I went, oh my god! Well, the, I think it's the best. Uh, yeah, and I just thought, oh my god, there are no rules. I, normally, I can't believe that he he felt he had permission. He gave himself internal permission yeah. to make this movie. No, and you know, and I love any kind of meditation on love, feelings, yeah. relationships, what it all means. You know that people can't stand his movies. Yeah, I know. And I told you, uh, you know, when we we're right, messaging uh, that I would go see, I, I would see every movie in the theater, and then when everybody would walk out, I would remain. Dude, I would go see him speak. Yeah, vidiots. When I was twenty years old, like, oh my god, he, I, he, I worked at Book Soup, and at one point, you know, he's like, excuse, I hear this, excuse me, and I turn around and it's like, and and you know, it's, you know can you, you know, and he wanted to see, I think something in the science section or something like that. I was like, no problem, and uh, you know, I go over and I walk him over there. So years later, yeah, okay, years later, uh, years later, this is probably only four years later, but I was young, so it felt like a really long time. I directed my first film called Scotch and Milk, and somehow or another, my production office was in his old was in his building, Rainbow. He was renting out the top of it. Yeah. Wait, where was that? On Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. And the, the Sunset Strip. So, <laughs> so 
it was crazy because my whole template for this movie, my whole frame of reference for this movie was Cassavetes and blah, 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 blah. And it was sort of like loosely based on the aesthetic of shadows and the idea of shadows. And, a big, and it was improvised, a lot of it, but it was shot very Wellsian. It was very kind of, um, uh, uh, you know, whatever, stylized black and white movie. And, I mean, there are blatant Orson Welles references in it, blah, 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 blah. And so here I am now in Henry Jaglum's office. Well, downstairs was his production office, and upstairs he was just renting the space. But there was just shit everywhere. There was like there were like tapes of him interviewing Horson Wells. So it was this crazy thing where it's like I used to be obsessed with Henry Jaglum. I'm making my first. You know, it's, I sort of thought everything was coming together. Little did I realize that I would have peaked at that at the tender age of 25. Why do you say you peaked at 25? I had this opportunity to do something really interesting, and I just kind of fucked it up, and I've been fucking up every ever since. No, no, it's okay. Oh wait, but are you talking about as a filmmaker? Yeah, I think as a filmmaker, as an artist, as someone that knew what he wanted to do with his life since he was 15 years old. What do you want to do? You want to make movies? I wanted to make movies since I was 15 years old. I had been making movies since I was 15 years old. What is... And then I got sucked into 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 being accustomed to a certain way of... I always thought acting would be this kind of front door into making films, and I kind of used used it as such. I mean, Scotch and Milk was only made for $50,000, but we got a lot of donations from Panavision and da 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 and, um, you know, I mean, part of that was because I had a, you know, a producer who was, you know, whatever. It was in the days where you could make, you know, you could make these kind of little movies or whatever. How old were you when you made Scotch and Milk? And what is Scotch and Milk? Exactly. You can't even find it. Tell me what it is. There's $200,000 worth of jazz in it and you'll never be able to watch it. I have a TiVo. Literally, I just moved out of my house. And I have a TiVo, right? Yeah. From like 2000 from New York um, that I had to bring with me. I carried with me everywhere. Because it has scotch and milk on it because I recorded it off the Sundance channel. You did? That's how you can watch... That's the only way you can watch scotch and milk? Basically, I allowed them to illegally show it, but I assigned something to say that I would, cur- I would incur any legal you know, uh, flack if, if, if one of the estates of the jazz musicians called. Uh, by the way, that's why people need to donate to the show so I can afford labs. You got to go to my Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Alexi and pay for the labs that I need for more highbrow guests I will like Adam Goldberg. <laughs> I will literally get you labs. You will? I can't believe this. Oh God. What is my low point in the podcast, uh, in my podcast life? Um, career. So- Sorry. What is this? What is this about? But yeah, and by the way, he didn't want to eat. He didn't want to eat on the podcast. We got to make that clear. But you were really so bad. low blood sugar. So now you're just you're just so dedicated to you know people making stuff and me making sure I get this podcast out into the ether that you're you're powering through, going against what you wouldn't normally want to no, do. Of course. I mean, what, I, if I was really a, a mensch, I wouldn't have eaten anything. I would just power through and not like fucking passed out on your show. So you got your Ativan. You got your salad. What is Scotch and milk about? Um. Typical sort of first film. Okay, here's the thing. It actually was being made at the same exact time as Swingers, and it was the sort of super pretentious, black and white, elliptical version of Swingers, and it was kind of fucked up because it was there was enough overlap that it was just like, you know, Swingers went on to launch everybody's career, and Scotch and Milk was like, you know, we had all these people coming to see it. It was the cast, me, Nicky Cat, um, Giovanni Ribisi, um, in the 90s, right? Um... Cole Hauser, Robert Pastorelli, my late friend, tattoo for him. Um, Hubert Selby Jr., you know, writer of Last Exit to Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, Rick Linklater has a little cameo in it. Whatever. Who does? Who does? Rick Linklater. He does? He's sort of a younger Hubert Selby Jr. in it. Wait, but. is Rick Linklater 
Richard looked like her? Look. No, Richard. Richard. You call him Rick? Oh, yeah, but the second oh, you meet him. Oh, we don't know. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. That's not even a name. No, 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 no. The second you meet Rick, who I met when I was fucking 21. Never I mean, heard of him referred to as Rick. Only Rick. No, okay. I've never. It's weird when people say Richard. Okay. I mean, even people who don't know him say Rick. So it's not, I mean, I'm not being an asshole. I, no, I, gotta, I don't think you are. I'm just like. I, I'm, it's like when Steve cast me in Saving Private Ryan. Oh, God. <laughs> Kidding. Nobody calls him Steve. Oh um, God! So, oh no, I'm, I'm I'm laughing too much. I'm so irritating on my own podcast. I know. I listen. If I had a podcast, it would be the most abrasive thing on the fucking air. Um, so, yeah, I want you to see this movie. How do I see it? I'll just have to give you the TiVo. Bring box. the TiVo. Oh God! Um, I. It's really beautiful. It's a really in the end. It's probably I'm more proud of it than anything else. It's just, it, 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 it. We showed it. Okay. It's a lot of flat. It's a guy who loses a, a relationship. You think it takes place in the fifties in, in New York, but it, it's it's all shot in this very kind of elliptical way. We shot it in the Alexandria Hotel downtown. Um, oh my god! It's thirty five, black and white. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm really sorry. It's um, it's uh, I mean, there's rear screen projection in it. I mean, it's it's like it was this really ambitious thing. And um, but at the same time, it was my it was my intention to sort of marry the idea of improvisational. Uh, workshopping of a movie, so we rehearsed it for weeks, improvised the shit out of it, mm-hmm. and then you know transcribed those imp- improvisations, and then but shot it in a really stylized way. I really was like determined to kind of marry these two worlds. Who was the DP? This guy named Mark Putnam. I mean, he hadn't done anything at that point yeah. to, you know, he was just a guy I knew. He was at AF. He he had been to AFI. He was a graduate of AFI. I had acted in a short film there that my friend directed when I was you know a couple years. When I was 19 or something. And, um, and so, or actually, no, it's right before Days and Confused. So I was 21. Anyway, um, I was like, Mark, I know you. Do you want to shoot this? And, I, you know, I just sat him down and I showed him every fucking film noir and Touch of Evil and Cassavetti's movie. And, you know, and he absorbed it like a sponge. I mean, it was written up an American cinematographer. I mean, it was like, it's the saddest thing, one of the saddest things that's ever happened to me. Really? Is, yeah, I have so many regrets. You just have no Are idea. You, you're not fucking with me right now. No, I'm not. I, I, no, why? because why? No, because, I don't. because it's I, so, it's so interesting to me because it's like I feel like no, I'm uh, not fucking with you. It's it's a huge. It was it was. Um, it took so much out of me, and then and then the producer flipped out on me and tried to steal the sound and like tried to recut the movie and all this shit happened and it was so many years and then we could never get the music cleared. And f- and finally, you know, people were interested in buying it, but they couldn't afford to pay for the music. So there was like Palm Pictures. There were all these places. It played all over the world. It did. Yeah. Yeah. In festivals, like all over the fucking place. It actually got really good reviews in mainstream publications, like fucking Variety, who would give my second film, I Love Your Work, the same writer, like a horrifying review. So it was. It wasn't like, oh, this is just indulgent trash. Um, it was just like I couldn't show it. Did you need? Was there any way that you could ever have, have just made your own score? Do, done, done an original score with a composer? It was embedded in in uh, in the in the fabric of the of the movie. It yeah. was it was it was about it, it, yes. In the, in hindsight, probably, but but by the time I had edited it, it was so extricably tied to the to the images. It was a it would have been a massive recutting job. A couple of years had gone by. I, I, I had to have re-edited the movie yeah. not to mention score and it's a guys who are listening to these records it's a it's about that and now when i made my last movie which i'm also not thrilled about what's that movie called no way jose i'm i'm waiting to see this movie well, where is movie, this movie how you can just i was trying to find i couldn't find it on itunes 
Really? That's depressing. Is it on iTunes? Oh, wait. I, I love your work. No. I thought it fucking came out. No, no. I love your work oh, love isn't your work. on. You can't find it. Why you have is to it? actually get, you have to get a DVD from Netflix because my whole fucking filmmaking career is a goddamn fucking nightmare. This is crazy to me, though, because. And by the way, how does your wife deal with you? How did you meet your wife? And should she, like, balance you out? Because when I look at you from a distance, you know, and I've only just met you this first time meeting you in person. You seem like you're you're flourishing. You're never not working. You're always working. You're always acting. You're always in all these things. I'm You've made managing to make a living. You're That's always I, managing because because from a distance you just look like everybody knows who you are. You're totally cool, hip, stylish, great family, hot babe, wife, adorable child. Uh, you know, uh, Erwan card, Here's working nonstop. And so when you say these things to me, I'm like. Oh my goodness! Like I can't, I can't. Well, first of all, first of all, that's I guess nice. I don't know how to to, to, to internalize that. But 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 no. First of all, look when you go on, like let's say, let's just say, use Instagram as a frame of reference. So when you go on there and you look at, obviously there's that thing where people are going to paint the picture they want to paint. I actually think that I try and paint a picture that's a little bit more honest, at least in in with these stupid videos or whatever that I do on, on, on Instagram where it's like, no, I'm really a fucking mess. And if you want to talk about my pelvic floor rehabilitation uh, What's that? therapy, well, it's, it's, I had pelvic floor issues. Pelvic floor issues? Wait, what are, what's that? And by I the way, prostatitis. What is that? You're so lucky that you just don't have any of that stuff. It's, no, I am completely wound up. I have all my own issues where I tell myself stories that aren't true in my brain. I've mm-hmm. got to do cognitive behavioral therapy yeah, to talk I'm myself up. Yeah, for the first time. That's, it's nice, isn't it? I spent 30 fucking years in Freudian therapy, and what a fucking waste. What's Freudian? So Freudian? Therapy. I, you want to see what it is? What is it? I, 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 you'll be me. Okay. What's wrong with me? I need some help. My relationship is unmanageable. I think I'm ruining all the relationships with every single man that I bring into my life. Hmm. I can't live like <laughs> So imagine that at 13 yeah. to like 33. Nothing. I love the man. I would love him. And I'm actually afraid he's died because I haven't... I left and, I, and he kind of... Oh, it's a whole other story. I don't know that he's died or anything. It's just that he was old when I stopped seeing him and I really love him. I just... I don't think he helped me. Okay. God, you need to go to see my therapist. He's great. Yeah, I have two now. You have two now? Mm, I have oh a God. therapist and a CBD... Uh, I always want to say CBD oil guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> CBT. CBT? Oh, cognitive behavioral therapist. Okay, yes. See, I go to a guy where I just talk, but he has a conversation with me. Yeah. So that's helpful. No, of course. That's what but I'm saying. Do you meditate? Mm-hmm. You do? But lately I've just been doing it as I fall asleep, so it hardly counts. And tell me about your wife and how you met her and I how... I met her in my living room. Here, I can show you a video of how we met. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, God, this, this podcast is not going any which way I expected to, but I just have to just let go of expectations. Don't worry about it. What is all that scribbling you have there? I mean, whatever. All the stuff. No, no let's talk about how scotch and milk, like, like how I really... Yeah. What? Go. No, no, I really didn't have anything to say. Oh, um, God. Oh, God. But, um, but no, I, you would appreciate that film. Scotch and Milk. You would appreciate it. Give me and, the TiVo. And, and I will, I, huh? I give me the TiVo. I, I think somewhere there's a disc of a longer cut of it. That, God. That I, I cut like 10 minutes out thinking like, oh, that's it. This is how crazy I was. I made an hour and 55 minute black and white movie with tons of fucking jazz in it. Yeah. And just thought, oh, yeah. No fucking problem. Like, I was such a cocky little asshole. You were how old? Jesus! 25. Oh, my God. What did I do? You're like... Um, um, I was 24 when I... I had the Orson Welles syndrome, and I wanted to have the film made by the time I was 25. Yeah. So then where did you... Like, have you already? Did you already do Dazed and Confused? 
Yeah. Before that. Yeah. I, so it basically went like this. I went, you know, Taft-Hartley. Okay. Um, a bunch of little nothing parts. What was your first thing? What was like the first thing that changed? The first gig I ever got, period, yeah. was this, uh, uh, a guy playing a Southern guy. Imagine that. A Southern guy a pro, uh, to a, a John in like New Orleans. Yeah. Um, in, this, in this scene with this prostitute. Two scenes. I thought that was it. Yeah. This was fucking it, man. And we sat in front of the TV because it, it got picked up. It was called Gabriel's Fire. It was with James Earl Jones. And I sat there with my mom and my girlfriend at the time. And I had the script in front of me. And I'm like, here I come. Nope. Okay. That's one scene down. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> nope. Sue's up. So then, then got a couple more parts. And then... You got cut out? Yeah, they cut me out. Jesus. You got a couple more parts. What was the part that changed everything? Nothing changed everything. Yes, everything. No, 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 no. I'm not just saying that. Yeah, yeah. Dazed and confused only because I was like, I can't be in this movie and still work at Book Soup. But I didn't get paid for Dazed and Confused, so I was still broke. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. But I was like, I'm not going to go fucking back to work at Book Soup. It was just too humiliating. Because you were like, I've seen you in Dazed and Confused. Oh, whatever. And what I mean, doing? that's yeah. probably when we thought the movie was actually going to come out in a reasonable fashion as opposed to being completely butchered by Gramercy Pictures. Well, it's such a cool... I'm not bitter. By the way... Even like a little bit. Yeah. I have no regrets in this life. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm only better. Oh, you are? Can you hold that for a second? Yeah. Oh, man. I do want to see this video of how you met your wife. Oh, okay. So my friend Greg, so he was single at the time. He, um, he's now married, has an amazing wife and child. Greg who? I think believe it at that. Okay. Um, <laughs> and he, he, uh, the night before, and I was single, and the night before, and I just moved into this house that I just moved out of 12 years ago. I mean, that, that I just moved out of on Saturday that we had lived in for 12 years. Yeah. Scratch that. Reverse it. Um, it's all going in. Uh, Adam is loading up his old-timey camera. It's not that old Even timey. my father doesn't use these kind of cameras because he's like, why would I? Digital exists. I understand, but look how much better that looks. That's true. Um, I mean, where are we going? No, don't time's up me. I just had to put it somewhere. No, I wasn't doing that. <laughs> God. I thought, where are we going with all this stuff? It's going to take a while. I, I like to shoot the leader because you never know, but... I just, so. <laughs> That's how I really feel. Jesus. Oh my God. So, um, um, what the fuck was I saying? I, I get too self conscious doing this. It's because it, I feel like I can, I'm like too aware. I know. It's really fucked it, up. It fucks up I've the done, whole podcast. I've, I know. I know. I've done, I've, I've done stuff like this. I don't like it. it. It's, you can do It's your thing. Okay. It's not my thing. It's your thing. All right. Because I'm too aware of this thing. Turn it around. You know what you should do? No, it's on you. I'm backing out. Have it face the mirror. Have it face the mirror. Let them look at the, let them look inside themselves. You know what? They should, but that's not for today. Okay. Okay. Wait, so but I want to have some kind of like Would narrative you? linear thing sure. happening with this that's, thing. We're all over the place. That's my, well, that's that's who you are. Right. This that's is what my movie was too. It was the most nonlinear film in the world. And like you know saw what a, La La you know what a good fr- at the time, Vin Diesel. 
had made this movie, right? I mean, I don't know if people know this, but he was like a filmmaker. Did you, did you know that? I have no idea. Yeah. So when we were doing Saving Private Ryan, we all had these movies, right? He had hired all these filmmakers, kind of, or, you know, whatever, aspiring filmmakers. So he had made a really kind of like, you know, sort of gritty, kind of his 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 sort of who's that knocking at my door type movie. Yeah. Um. But he had always said about Scotch and Milk, he was like, it's like, who's that knocking at my door? And I was like, yeah, I guess it kind of is. Do you remember that? that I've that, never seen that movie. So Scorsese's f- first oh, movie. It's, it's a, on Filmstruck right now. The, oh, right, right. Oh, so it's a black and white movie that, that basically is about like how he balances his, like the machismo of his, of, 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 of his kind of friends, you know, and this, and, and, and this softer spot in his heart with this woman. And so that's what Scotch and Milk basically was. Yeah. Which I wasn't cognizant of as any reference point. Um, but, you know, scotch, milk, whatever. Anyway, and there's an actual drink. And so there's all these flashbacks to this relationship that, that, that I had. And I had my actual girlfriend, Ala Jaglum, my ex-girlfriend, Play. I auditioned all these women. Yeah. Um, it was like, first of all, you know how you, you talk about having like that, that feeling of, um, of, uh, as though we have been talking about this, but this is my mom does this. She's like, speaking of, and like, mom, you didn't. My, my mom does that too. I'm like, I'm not in your head. I don't even know what the no, fuck you're talking about. And I get so angry at her for it. That I get where she's in the middle of the conversation. conversation. That never started. What happened? What is that? I don't know. It's just irritating. Fuck, I inherited it from her. I know, me too. I'm so similar to my mom. That's why I get so angry because it's me like, too. that's what I'm hooked exactly into. Yeah. Um, but what were you saying? Okay, so the Jaglum thing, you're interviewing the girls. Right. Oh, I had this terrible imposter complex because I was auditioning people. I had written these roles for all these people to play themselves. And, 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 and one of them um, wouldn't do it. And so then suddenly I had to audition someone to play my friend. This is ultimately how Giovanni Rabisi ended up in this movie, but I never... Oh, I actually did make him read, which seems crazy. You did? Well, I mean, I don't know. He was very young, and he was younger than don't us. Don't look. Don't look. I'm wiping my nose with my hand. Don't he was, look. He was young. He had just done Suburbia with my friend Nikki Cat. Nikki Cat said this guy, Giovanni, who I knew, by the way, because he was Marissa Rubisi's sister, so I met Giovanni years before doing Days and Confused. But I didn't know... Um, you know, he doesn't matter. So he came over to the, uh, my house and we like workshopped it. And I was like, of course you can do this, whatever. It wasn't like a, but I had a real cat. I had like Mary Venu was like casting the movie. And yeah. I was, and I was, and I, and, and I just felt so unworthy because I just knew what it was like to be on the other side of that, obviously, you know? And I felt horrible. And anyway, all these actresses came in and, um, you know, I wasn't getting anywhere. Um, and, and I was really, it was really hard because like I didn't want to be like a sleep because it was like, there'd be like, like, like you're like, oh, I really want to work with, you know who was fucking going to do it? This who? is crazy. I met Angelina Jolie at... Um, Exclusive. What is it? Erwan. No, but uh, right... Um, uh, Jans. It's gone now. Jans oh, Diner. Oh, I love Jans. Right, so... You met her at Jans? My call. Um, your well, call? Well, she went breakfast, right? Because she wouldn't audition. What do you mean, my call? I picked Jans. I was like, let's meet at Jans. Oh, got it. So... So we met at Jan's. She was like 19 or something. How old she- are you? 25. Is that gross? No, I'm not saying... No, none of this is about me, too. Um, I'm just wanting to know and get, get a sc- the scope of it. Right. Well, what was, what was frustrating to me is that the girl that it was based on was actually... The relationship that is... Well, she's in it. It's Clea Lewis. So it doesn't sound like a mystery. So she's, Clea Lewis was this woman that I had met at Book Soup, and I was 21 years old, and she was 26. She was 26? What the fuck does that sound? Oh, you can't, it's not getting on this thing, don't worry. I know, but it's like making me crazy. Is it tape rewinding? I think it's a bird, but it sounds like, like, like real to real tape rewinding, like in blowout. Oh, um, boy. 
So anyway, so you meet Angelina Jolie. So, so, Jolie. so but she's so so I'm so I'm, and Angelina Jolie is nothing like Clea. There was no, but but I met her and I was like so transfixed. Were you in love with her? Did you have sex with Angelina Jolie? No. Are you kidding? I hope barely you did. and no one wanted to have sex with me. So listen, um, I am sitting across from her, but I was just totally drawn in, and she was really into the movie. And um, or the script or whatever, and, the con- and you know, at that point, she had just done <laughs> what was that hacker movie that she had done? Yeah, with, yeah. With her, you know, English, boyfriend, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't exactly. know. Hackers? I think it was hackers. No, I think that's that movie with Robert Redford. No, uh, I think it was hackers. I think it, it was. Yeah. What's that movie? With- oh, I'm thinking of sneakers. Sneakers. Is that what it's called? Snoopers. Keep <laughs> snoopers. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best and worst name for a movie ever, Snoopers. You know there was a movie, I'm sure, named Snoopers. Like Snoopers. It's a little-known Alan Arkin movie. Snoopers. From 1977. I'm touching your knee with my knee in a, oh. in a platonic way. Well, um, oh, God. I, my knife is stabbing me in the... In the, in the you have a knife? Wait, is that really a knife? Yeah, I was in Albuquerque for a few months. Will you show the knife to the people? Oh, my God. Adam brought a knife to my podcast recording because he's worried. Oh, let me just tell you real quick. I was, because we got sidetracked for a bit. We got to get right back to the Angelina Jolie story. I was afraid you were going to not come and do my podcast because it was in my apartment because you would have this th- idea that I'm, it's like a misery situation where I'm going to lure you into my place. I'm going to cobble you. I'm going to be like, oh, I'm like your number one fan. I'm going to give a shit. Enough to fucking kill me in their apartment. Oh, God. It could have been me, but I'm too stable. I am no, no, no. too I mean, stable. That would be, be great. It would be like a fucking career highlight. Um, <laughs> so anyway, you sloppy, sloppy mess. You're just I'm eating so the sorry. salad all over the place. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Actors. Okay. Keep going. So Wait. Angelina Jolie. So your ears. Okay. I don't know. I've been having ear pain all the way over here. <laughs> I'm not kidding. All the way over here. I was like, should I come here or should I go just straight to Cedars? Um, mm. Oh God. Get, get a little more of that chewing on the mic, please. Could we get a room tone, but only chewing, please? Um, so Angelina Jolie like, is giving you a the girl. Job. So I call Mary. I'm like, she's the girl. She's the girl. I don't care. She's amazing. She's like, she's incredible. Yeah. And she had some conflict. She was doing some tiny David Duchovny movie. And I remember to this day the ad in the paper for the David Duchovny movie, like a year later. And I'm like, that's what she did. <laughs> I remember it being like that big in the LA Weekly. That's all I can remember visualizing. Like, that's all I remember from that. It's like, that's what she did instead. Um, Where's the footage from the movie? Can't you just like... So 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 I went and I had a meeting then with my ex-girlfriend about whom this movie was inspired, from, you know, whom it was inspired, um, and she played herself, basically. Yeah. But where Things does get this... weirder from there, but... It, how do they get weirder? And where's the footage for this movie? You mean where's the movie? Like where is the yeah, where's the movie? Who where's if it's on film? Like where is this movie? Well, the movie, the film reel, the film itself is like in my I think my my dad has it. But your dad has it. He used to have a wholesale food business called Goldberg and Solvey Foods, and he had a refriger he had access to a refrigeration. So it's in a refrigerator. It, it used to be. I think he put it in some other cold storage. I'm not totally sure because a couple of years ago Giovanni called me up and he said, "Why don't we?" Do an HD scan of it because Vonnie, yes. he started some crazy production company where he has a screening room and a, all this shit and eighty nine reds and 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 um, I'm friends with his daughter. That's so funny, Lucia. She the, she's been on my podcast. She's, no, she's this big. No, she's like living her life. No, she's, she's this big. I know she's well. She's living her life, getting into antics. She's been on this podcast. She's she's like the most badass feminist. 
I mean, of course. So yeah. She's got these badass parents. I'm friends with Mariah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, anyway. Yeah, so I haven't seen Mariah in a lot. You know, the last time I saw both of them was like at the Hollywood Bowl at some show. Was, and Lucia was, I mean, obviously an adult already by then, and it was weird. Um, but um, God, that's just so surreal. What show were you guys at? I can't remember. I must have really liked it because the Hollywood Bowl gives me panic attacks like nobody's business. So I must have really wanted to go to the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. Um, but the the film. I remember then a, some, and then you get stuck on those lines when you're trying to leave. You can't uh, move, and someone's like Canadian tuxedo because I was wearing denim and denim, and I'm like, it's a I cool can't film. move. There's nothing I can do. That's how I feel. I won't go there. I won't go there. Also, yeah, I have panic attacks. I don't. It's too do hard you to have leave. Panic attacks because you've never heard of Adamant. Like I, just, I just power through all the stuff. I just like talk about my discomfort. No, it's fine. I'll get that later. I'll have the uh, I'll have the maid. I will have the maid. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> The most disgusting. Experience. Oh my! You're the most disgusting guest I've ever had on the Love Lexi so podcast. Sorry. But uh, also, I don't like. I think I've dated too many musicians. I don't want to actively see musicians put themselves on a literal pedestal. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so I just why I don't go to shows anymore. I just listen to. Oh right, right. right. Yeah, but um, uh, what any, kind of musicians have you dated? Which what? What what kinds? What do you mean? What kinds? I don't know what kinds. Like, uh, like singer-songwriters, psychedelic musicians, drummers. Drummers, uh, lots yeah, of drummers. Everyone likes to fuck the drummer. Oh. Oh my god! What is that? Oh, and also, well, one lead singer. Mm-hmm. That's all. But he was a drummer, and then he became his own. Yeah, it's funny. I was talking about. Do you know who Stephen Drozd is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was oh. talking to him yesterday. We did a little podcast thing together, and I was saying, does it bug you that you're known as the drummer when you're a multi instrumentalist who basically co-writes all the songs? And um, flaming lips. We're talking like, about flaming yeah, lips. Just whatever. He's like, hey, I give up. Um, but then I kind of felt. I mean, I, then I, I wanted to c- sort of backpedal that. So like, nothing wrong with being a drummer. I mean, they're the sexiest. Is a fucking incredible drummer. But he also is an insane piano player, an incredible bass player, a ridiculous guitar player, and a beautiful singer. Listen, you're preaching to the choir. I've only dated seven drummers, all with the first initial J. Oh, oh fuck. Oh my god. Now, uh, Adam, you guys can't see this except if you're oh. watching the Insta Story live. He's drinking a ginger oh. shot from Erewhon. It's a little too spicy. Not for his liking. My kid calls them woohoos because when I drink them, I go woohoo. Oh yeah, yeah. But that wasn't even a woohoo. That was that too. Was like, that, was, that a, was really intense. Like a, I'm not even done. I'm like I'm barely through that. Barely took a oh, little I, sip. I, let's see. Let, hold, can you hold that? Yeah. All right. Oh my god. Because I want to know what you're searching for. I want to know why you're so fascinated with love and relationships. I want to know how you balance. These are the questions that we have to get to. I want to know about why my wife... Um, like, yeah, you guys must balance each other I out. I finished telling you that story about Greg. Invited... Uh, the night before I met her, he invited... You're talking about your wife? Yeah. I mean, she wasn't my wife yet. I hadn't met her. Yeah. Um... Rudolph Giuliani, the former New York mayor, will join the Trump legal team in an effort to resolve the special counsel process. Are you serious? What a fucking nightmare. I mean, what a fucking... What a, are you kidding? Tell me about your wife. So the day before, we were at that bar, The Griffin. My friend Greg and I. You know that bar, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm cool. I'm cool. Whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> not about that. I just meant... I don't know. You know. Um, so then... What do, I, what do I do? We're trying to cross stream now. Adam Goldberg. Oh, wait, wait. I'll just go to you. Right? Or no, no, no. No, no. You I should do it too. Oh, um, my God. This is the most futuristic. You're live now. Okay. So what do I say? I, we're telling your followers that you started a live. Oh, whatever. Who cares? They'll figure it out, right? Yeah. 
But where do we prop oh, it up? Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh. <laughs> where do we prop it up? I mean, I can't believe this hasn't ended yet. Oh, oh, you're putting it. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Those are so birds. Know, this is a clip, right? It's like, like, I don't know what that is. What is it? iPhone. Oh, yes. And I don't have another one. What you guys, what you can't see right now is that. This is the best angle for, for us. Oh, good. Everybody loves this angle. Everybody loves this angle. Oh, God, you have to send that to me later. Here, get in. Get in here. I might have to turn a little bit. Oh, wow. I should have put that. Oh, my God. This angle is way better on Adam's. Oh, from below is actually always horrible. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I was disconnected for a second, not tuned into what you're saying. It's okay. It's fine. I had to disconnect for a second because you were very overwhelming. So forgive okay, me. Oh, my so God. Is this for me? Is this for the Level Lexi fund? You're going to give me the laugh mics. Yeah, I'm going to so find you. I'm going to hold my gong show mic the whole time. Um, <laughs> so, um, All right. So my wife. Uh, wasn't my wife. Okay, no, all right, back up. So we're at the Griffin. It's the most boring podcast ever. Oh I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're at the I Griffin. I don't want to tell this story. Can I tell you? You don't, I don't want think to? It's that, I don't, I, I've told the story so many times that it's just not, it's not, it's just, it's, okay. it's, I'm, not, I'm not disparaging. All I'm saying is, is that it's, it's, it's I would rather like, I, I like to have an organ. I don't, you know. No, okay, not, well, here's what I want to know though. Anyway, basically my friend invited th- this girl. He, <laughs> Oh no! Tell, just we tell met me. her at my house because he invited this chick over because we were going to go out to this art gallery to meet this other girl, and he and Greg wanted to see who this other girl at the art gallery thought was who she was into, and and, and the way to do that apparently was to bring another girl who was like really attractive. I won't say who who this woman is, but she's a, was a friend of Greg's, and 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 so. Then this girl invited Roxanne, that's my wife, and Roxanne invited her friend Merritt, and so then I called my friend Julian, who is like me, but if you remove absolutely any ability to socialize or interact with humanity. Whoa. Right. <laughs> and I lie to him, and I don't tell him women are coming over, so he comes over, and then I fucking, you know, I set, you know, I set a trap for him, basically, because I was like, you know, so now there's three of us and three of them. And Greg's plan was to essentially just, like, Decide once they were here whether or not we all wanted to really go to this exhibition or not, which is why they all thought they were coming over. It was all in, in the end. It was kind of like, like we 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 lured them to the house and stuck them in a safe room. I know that's what it sounds like. Oh my god, not in this climate. Um, Nobody wants to hear that story. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm so sorry. No, that's fantastic. No, nothing. She's fine. Everything. Nothing like that happened. Yeah. Um, you guys had a baby together. Yes. Wait. So, but here's what I want to know. She. We ended up all hanging out all night, just playing games. Yeah. And singing and stuff. And then I asked her to go see No End in Sight, the Iraq War documentary, and you know the rest is history. And she's an artist too, right? She's an artist. She's a graphic designer and designer, and yeah. How long have you guys been together for? Ten years. Ten years. Here's what I want to know, though. Why does it work with her? And why did you you decide to have a child with this person? Or why did you two have a child together? But with no other girl before that, why? What? What was the magic? Since you seem to be fascinated by movies about these kind of things and love and romance and all these things, yeah, why this? <sighs> That's really hard. Uh, all right. Um, well, yeah, that's like the first real question anyone's ever asked. Look, you look, I just broke through. Look. Yeah, I know. All this fucking bullshit. She's uh, taking forever. I'm like, you're fucking uh, food. You're all spilling. Answer the goddamn question. Let's get deep. Uh, well. 
That's a really difficult question to answer. I mean, I, I remember, I remember, I remember saying, be, be, wear, be wary of calling this woman, which, by the way, I'm real passive aggressive when it comes to dating and stuff like that. So she, she had to email me before I, I mean, like, I don't know how to ask people out. Why are you passive aggressive? I'm not passive aggressive. I'm just nervous. So I just was like, so we, you know, she emailed me about this painting from Nicodel. Remember the old restaurant, Nicodel? No. Oh, Nicodel. It's over. Oh yeah, it's a parking lot at Paramount now. You would love this. Nicodel was a classic old part of Paramount lot. It was like everyone used to, ha- you know, it was God like damn it. It's, I a, love it's, a, it's a landmark, but they fucking tore it down, turned it into a parking lot. This was like twenty years ago. Anyway, I have the N, and I have a naked lady painting. And the Naked Lady painting, she was really into, and she was like, I want to put it on my whatever, you know, some kind of mood board thing or whatever, my envelope of, whatever, her inspiration file, something or other. And, and so we exchanged email addresses under those auspices, and then um, I, was, I took a picture of the, of, of the Naked Lady from Nicodel and sent it to her. And, uh, when you were in front of her, like when you would No, met? no, like the next day. Okay. And then, and I had said, uh, um, and she said, great, let me know if you're ever going to want to you know, take the dogs for a walk together because she's got a dog. And I was like, yeah, sure. And by the way, uh, you know, there's this thing on Monday, Ariana Huff- I was like such an, a- I mean, just, I'm so gross. It's like, Ariana Huffington's moderating it. I mean, like, just like the whitest fucking invitation you could ever hope to fucking receive, right? From some fucking douchebag bourgeois actor in the hills um and um but you know she she could see the obviously the magic right yeah and so and she was like i like our you know so we go see this brutally depressing documentary i mean it is first of all ariana doesn't show yeah ariana is the way i've ever met her she doesn't show somebody else is is mediating it and like long well, time um so then I just had to resort to the old tactics, which is just go out and drink until both of us couldn't see straight anymore. Um, but you didn't have sex. You waited over a month. I don't... None of my business. I don't tell know, me. actually. Now that we're live streaming, maybe on my account, it's possible that she's watching. I don't... Well, but, but, but why, again, like, what was it? You got, you're getting to know her. You're getting to know this, this woman, and, and it's... But, like, well, what okay. was different? I, ha- I had come out of a really, really long relationship. Well, really, really long. <laughs> At the time, because I was... 30, in my late 30s, and it had consumed a good part of my, of my 30s um, relationship. Um, and so I was, you know, 30, well, 10 years, so I was 37. And um, I remember saying, like, be careful, be wary of calling or writing or whatever, asking this person out, because you're just going to end up marrying her. Um, Why did you think that? Well, she was really lovely, <laughs> you know, and so, and I, and, and I was at that point in my life where there was no, I wasn't going to, I was either going to just fuck around and like try, you know, which I never did well. Like I was never good at fucking around. I would try and do it, but, but then I, I would like, you know, I always wanted to be Jack Nicholson or something like that and just like whatever and just like sire kids all over the place and just fucking do blow and, mm-hmm. you know, and show, show up to the set at 5 p.m. But, like, partly you have to be wired that way. Two, it helps to be Jack Nicholson. And, you know, three, it doesn't help to be me. So, anyway, so that didn't really work, work out so well. And so, or it was, like, get really serious with, with you know, with somebody. And so, you know, she's, she, you asked me if she balanced me out, you know, because you were like, who the hell would be with you? Well, I had been with people. It's okay. That's not what I meant. I understand. Um, I have been with people who were either not necessarily like me, but like were, were, were as difficult to maintain as I am. And it was, um, and I think part of that 
was because it was probably part of it is because of my mom. I mean, let's we haven't blamed her for enough things today. Enmeshed relationship? Did you have one of those? Oh, oh an enmeshed relationship with your mother. So funny. I was just having this discussion with my, my with my friend at the house about boundaries and things like that. Um, Who's your friend at the house? My the house. I just came my house. Oh, okay, my friend. Does your friend was there? My friend at the house. <laughs> um, you know, my friend at the house. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? Doesn't matter. This friend I keep in the house. Um, there's a tool shed in the new house. I know. I'm going to bury you in my, my tool right. shed and keep you, you'll be my friend Please, in my I'm house. Like, I'm telling you, it'd be such a perk. Um, but were you in, like, where was your, like, did your mom, did she act like your girlfriend and you had a chaotic relationship with your mom or something and it was like too close for comfort, no boundaries? That's enmeshed. I know. Okay. Yes. How dare you talk to me like <laughs> But yes, yeah, so. Right. So there's that. And I think also just the idea, so I was just, I'm, I, I had a, I, oh God. I don't know if she's going to watch this. No, she's not. No, she, she doesn't is, care. figured out how to use Instagram. It doesn't matter. Who cares? She's a shrink. She should know better. <gasps> I mean, she should know, know better than to log on to a live stream, I mean. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> she should know better that, you know, shit gets real on a live stream. Okay, so I... She's a shrink. Yeah. So it's like literally like whatever that and then square it. Um, so I, although she didn't become one until much later, I mean, she was only 40, but at the time it seemed like ancient. Wait, so what's your issue with your mom though? Let's get to that one. Let's, well, let's, 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 no? let's, I don't know. I mean, um, you know, I grew up, my mom and pa- my mom and my mom and parents. <laughs> That's not even my book. My, my mom, mom and parents. parents. <laughs> my mom and dad got divorced when I, my mom left my dad when I was five. I stayed with my dad for about a year. I'm told now that my dad was my grandmother, who who died a couple years ago at, at the age of 100, um, she used to tell me that my dad said he was going to kill himself if she took me. And so so I never, you know, like I was never cognizant of that, but I'm sure that sort of probably, you know, permeated my life with him on some level. I mean, here was a man who was left and deeply wounded. And so she, my mom went off and lived at a guest house behind John and Pete's liquor store. Um, do, do you know that place? Where is that? It's, I don't even know if it's still there. It's on La Cienega. Yeah. And so I have this crazy memory of like staying at her house like on the weekend and like walking to John and Pete's like and getting like groceries and then like walking back to her house. But it was like in the yard. It's almost like a beautiful, magical. Did I set my alarm off? No, no. Um, so um, then, so I guess I stayed with my dad for, the, uh, for a year or so, and then we, he moved to a small condo in Brentwood, and I basically stayed with him then. My mom would visit me on the weekends, then she got settled in this house over on Maryland Drive, which is, like, right around here. I grew up in this neighborhood, essentially. Oh, crazy. Um, We're both L.A. natives. Yeah, and, um, and then I would visit, you know, visit my dad on the weekends. So basically, I had this relation, you know, so I, like, lived in that big house with my mom, and that was who I lived with, you know. Now, while she was figuring her life out, you know, she was she was in her twenties when she married my dad. I mean, oh, wow. this is the old days, right? Yeah. Um, it, divorce was not a thing everybody was doing. I mean, this was like she was a little, a little pioneering. You know, whatever it was that time. I mean, she was um, in the seventies, and 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 my dad. Are you okay? My, I have allergies. I'm horrible. I have allergies. A sad story. It is a sad. I'm so. I'm allergic a, to your sad story. Okay. Do you want a Zyrtec? No, I'm okay. You Keep going. Take it easy on the on the on the um on the dairy probably. I can't believe you're dairy shaming me. It's not that I'm dairy shaming you. I just, oh. um. So, um. Anyway, but we're talking about the relationship you had with your mom leading to. Should I tell people what the hell they're watching on my thing? 
I mean, your your podcast is called Love Alexi. My podcast is called Love Alexi. My wife's thing, like her, she has a design studio called Ludlow Kingsley, but her personal design, my her account Moniker? is called Yours Roxanne. The funny thing about that is my mom named it. But that's like a it, it's a it's weird the zeitgeist of that, isn't that? Because I now have noticed there's other people like XO this, I love this. Oh yeah, lots of love and XOs. Yeah. But wait, I want to get back to your dating. People, women like you. Actually, I think I was dating women like my mom. Like, really? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I that's mean, what I, happens. I think so. I think. I mean, well, what I noticed was, is I was actually echoing my mom's dating pattern when she was in her um, when she was in her twenties and thirties. Does that make sense? What was in that? other words, like she would have these relationships for two years. And they were really intense, and then that person would move on, and then there would be another one. And that's essentially what I did until I met my wife. And she's stable and healthy and calm? Until she spent some time with me, and I I like to say that I I think I killed her spirit. You killed her spirit? I think that I definitely, like, tarnished it. How so? Could you imagine spending 10 years with me and not reeling from some of the effects of that? I mean, I just walked to Erewhon from you. And that was with you. That was tough. That was like... It was exhausting. I was like, I mean, I got to wrangle him. Yeah. I want to help him. I want to coddle him. Right, I want him right. to feel loved. Right. I want him to feel seen and understood, but I want to give him a space, right. but he's kind of exhausting. Right. That's how I feel about myself. So when I talk to you, I've, I'm more interested. I want to, you know, I've seen so myself. So what about the guys that you date? Well, I'm dating a guy right now. Yeah. And he's, he's a big man. He's 6'4". He's 6'4". Yeah. He's British. Okay. He's listening to this for sure. But, okay. Uh, well, well let's, how about this? What? Um, I'll bleep that out. No, no, do whatever you want. But do you? It's, are you still attracted to the thing? I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that you haven't settled down because you still have this either desire or need to be with people who are maybe exciting, but are not. They're not ultimately tenable partners. life partners. For the first time in my life, and it's like scary that I'm going to say this because he for sure will be listening or whatever, but like I've done so much, I've already told him this, but I've done so much work on myself with like hypnotherapy. So you do hypnotherapy too? Hypnotherapy, going into my, I do it online, believe it or not, it actually works. It actually works. I like your guy in Beverly Glen. Beverly Glen. I also saw, um, fuck, what's his name? He's really bizarre. Tony Robbins. No. (laughs) And by the way, he's very not chic right now after everything that happened. Uh, Where he like bullied some girl oh, about the Me Too thing? Horrible. Wait, no. Wait, I, very not cheek as though he ever was. The guy is a fucking monster. Oh my god. Well, wait. Who is this guy? I saw. Oh, he's very shiny. He looks like he's made of plastic, and he, everybody goes to him. He's a hypnotherapist person. No, mine is a looks like a rabbi. Well, you win. But oh, so I do it online. I do this like Lacey Phillips, whatever her name is. Lacey Phillips. She has a website called Free and Native. I thought it was a hard drive. Or a porn star. Not either. But uh, so, yeah, you, I, I, th- I couldn't believe it. I, I didn't think it would work. And all of a sudden, I'm doing these things and I'm on like a magic carpet floating into a meadow and I'm like oh, walking wow. down steps. And all of a sudden, I'm talking to the six year old version of me, reparenting myself. Wow. All I've gotten is as far as like Running Canyon. What? I'm not kidding. I've like, like I've got, it's like, find a place where you're, you know, okay, I found it. Okay, we were looking at it as far as I've gotten. Oh my God. I've never met a six year old version of myself. Six year old version. And I, I, What's your, your handle? Just my to, handle just in is, case people were wanted to get a slightly different angle. At Alexi Wasser. Right. At Alexi Wasser. But we're one minute and 24 seconds left remaining on my live stream. What does that mean? That means it's about to run it, out. It literally won't allow you to do it. Long you can only that? do an hour. 
I mean, only an hour. Well, then you just hit it again. But let me tell you where I'm at, yeah. romantically speaking yeah. and health-wise. I'm going to have a piece of chicken. Oh, please do. Um, I'm, I'm done dating narcissists, toxic musicians who are trapped, who are like always gone because I have such like uh, fear of abandonment issues that I, I date men who live in other cities or are always gone just because I'm like, that's cozy and familiar. Yeah, exactly. But this is the first time I've met this person and he has no darkness to him. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, everything, the worst thing is always going to happen. I don't think he likes Find it. Find yourself in a good mood around him? I, okay, twofold. Hold on. I stress out before I see him because he matters to me so much. It's fine. So spill ev- get it all in my mouth. Spill everywhere. I'm actually going to sell all of this on eBay later. <laughs> it's very cool because people like you and they want to buy your trash. Okay, anyway. Your dribbles. You'll get, you'll get nothing. You'll get a Canadian dollar. <laughs> a Canadian dollar is a dollar still. Okay. Not really. Well, it's about 75 cents. Anyway, I'm trying to bear my soul to you. Sorry. But relate to you, though. It's in relation to you. Please relate it back to me. Otherwise, I, I only narcissistic. Me too. You know, totally. Musician part of me won't be able to handle sure. it. So, oh, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, he has no darkness. Okay, so I, I freak out. Oh yeah, get get in the shot. It's the worst. It's just that it's. I have a lot of horrible sides, but it's just. I know. If how many a, people did we reach? Uh, three hundred only. Oh. Wait, hold, it's, it could have been more. Okay, hold on. Start it up again. Starting it up again. The live stream. It's not happening otherwise. It's not happening otherwise. It's not. We're, this doesn't. This isn't happening otherwise. Exactly true. Okay. So now we're live again. We're live again, and we're back um, at Alexi Wasser, and this is the Love Alexi podcast. We're recording right now. You po- why are you pointing to me as though that's the name of my podcast? <laughs> it's my podcast, Actually, not I have his. A podcast called Love Alexi. She's <laughs> got one called Oi Vey. I'm Adam Goldberg. Oi Vey. Oi Gavalt. <laughs> Oi Gavalt. Okay, listen. You got to hit the thing. And you oh, sorry. The there we Here we go. There we go. Go find the darkest area. Okay. So here, we're not blown out and we look like we're 22 years We're 22 old. for life. I always like to say I look like a, tw- a haggard 29. Like a very tired. You, do, I, you don't look 37. Thank you. If you ever. So, let me tell you something. You don't look 37. <laughs> I, was on, I was on. I was on. I did a, 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 a fun podcast called The Sit-In. Um, What's that? Oh, I think I've been on that. No, I've heard of it. Uh, they're, they're, they're lovely. Lovely people. Okay. Stephen Alley. Hey, real quick, this is Alexi just chiming in, uh, you know, from uh, from the future, you know, after this podcast was recorded, I realized, how did I not know what he was talking about with a sit-in podcast? Allie Hilfiger was on my podcast. The sit-in podcast is her show, and I acted like I'd never heard of it. I guess I, guess I just blanked. Anyway, let's go back to the show. And, um... Hey! Fucking cocksuckers, what's going on there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Just, all right. It's because I ate all your battery... Juice. Oh yeah. So I, I go at some point. I was like, you know, I'm 47, and she literally. <laughs> she did basically. And every time I, I, you know, if you don't know how old I am, people generally are taken aback. 35. You look 34. Okay, whatever. 33. The point is, is that it's actually insulting. I'd rather look really fucking old and live longer. Wait, what do you mean? If I was 30 years old and I look like I have a friend, okay, I've had some friends who look a lot older than they are. Yeah. If I was one of those guys, I'm 30 years old and I look like I was, you know, 45 or whatever and blah, 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 I'd rather be 30 and look 45 than be 47 and look 35 because I don't care. I just want to live longer. So what you're saying when you go like, oh my God, is that you're going to be dead soon. No, that's not no, what they're saying. They're jealous. The no, they're not jealous of shit. 
they have nothing to be jealous about. They have 10 more years on me. They have 10 years that they can cultivate themselves, have make a movie that isn't a fucking piece of crap, I, and, you know, has a, gets decent distribution, where they don't, you know, undermine themselves, you I don't, know? You managed 10 to turn more years where they could have had a kid when they were 37 instead of fucking 47. Oh, my God. they had their shit together, and they... They weren't, you know, filtering out all the wrong women for the right women. Um, but you have it all now. I mean, the, Don't look at my nose running. Stop. I'm, I'm having the same problem, by oh, the way. God. You're no. fine because... No, you, my nose. Why are you so... You have to not do as much coke. I don't do any coke or any drugs. Okay, well, hold on. I've got to finish the story. You. I swear to God. I think you're a really... I think you have a... I think I know because I've gone out with a lot of drug addicts. You think I'm a drug addict? No, I don't even... A little bit. Okay. Anyway, my point was, you asked me, am I, how do but I feel? I bet you've had a lot of drug addict boyfriends. I have. I Narcissist, like sociopath. Right? Yes. Yeah. Me too. Drug addict girlfriends. With this guy, I get nervous when I'm about to see him. But then when I'm with him, I'm calm. Isn't that interesting? I think, yeah. it's, I think it's a beautiful thing. No, I used to have that with Roxanne when I first met her. I mean, I don't mean... <laughs> what I mean is, is that I would try... I was like, I'd be in a bad mood and I'd be like, fuck. There's no way I can like go out on a, like, you know, like... Cook stir fry. That was like the only thing I could cook. There's no way I could cook stir fry, and I'm just not. And I'd be pissed about. I'm like moody. I have a chemical imbalance or whatever. You yeah. Know? And she'd come over, and I'd be like, oh, I'm not in a bad mood. Yeah. I feel better. But I'd be a little annoyed about it. Be annoyed that. Like I couldn't get into a bad mood with her. But oh, because you're. Me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting. Yeah. The same thing. I get so excited. I want to be cute and I want to be beautiful for him and I want to be like, uh, but then I spin oh. myself out and then when I'm with him, every, it all, all the fear goes away and I feel completely safe and oh, nice. Yeah. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Are I've you, never had that. that. It's been like six weeks. That's not bad. It's six weeks, but but that's why. Just this get past is, the three month mark and, mark and then just like, you know, don't just stop using birth control. See what happens. So yeah, I should stop using birth control. That's, I think, the, uh, the way to a man's heart. I'm not using birth control. All right. I've I, never been on birth control. Okay. Because I feel like it would make me crazy. Oh, really? So what happens after three months if I'm already not using birth control? I'm just saying, just just get you know get get pregnant and, and then that's that and you're done. Really? That's your advice? That's Would this guy? Would he be open to that? No, it's, fuck him. It's not his choice. It isn't. It's your body. Do what you want with it. It's my body. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. Um, <laughs> oh God. What, I mean, why shouldn't it work in the other direction? How old is this guy? He's 34, about to be 35. Tell him to get his fucking shit together and settle down. Yeah, get your shit together. Do you hear Adam Goldberg telling you what's what? Honestly, don't be, don't, don't, you know, because well, yeah, this is what happens. My whole generation or whatever, for the most part, uh, other than like Giovanni who had like a kid when he was 11. Um, it's Giovanni or BC in case you didn't ha, ha, Well, we were, talk, we were talking about I know, I'm just making sure. Um, pointing to all the cameras. <laughs> and we're also so, podcasting. So. Yeah. Totally. Um. All right, finish your story. So your generation, oh, you waited. You're all perma-adolescence kind of vibe. Exactly. So you're saying get to it. Well, he's, but, but I was gonna, he's very healthy. He the has like a lightness. It, uh, sorry. He's not dark like me, and so I've got to uh, watch my darkness. I'm afraid that my darkness will infiltrate his light, and he'll right. be like, I'm out of here. I know, but I did that to Roxanne, and look, she, she's still around. The spirit is dead. She's dead inside. Dead inside. She's still here. Physically, her physical body is still here. That's all you and need. she's still lovely. She's still lovely. Right. Who needs that goddess spirit inside? No, Let no, it rot. No. I took that. I took that from her a long time Years ago. Years ago. I wrestled it from her. I put it in the glove compartment, and I sold the car. And now she's trapped. Whatever. What are you going to do? You what know? are you going to do? You know, she'll, she'll work it out in the next life. So what's your issue, though? You have your mom stuff. She's still alive? Yeah, she, I hope. She took my kid to school today. I mean, that, don't say that. Now I'm freaked out that you said something portentous. 
Pretentious? Portentous. What do you mean? Foreboding. No, no, no. Everything's fine. Um, I feel like somebody's smoking marijuana. They always are now. I don't like this legal pot thing. Can I just say? Yeah. Well, I don't like pot. I don't like pot either. It makes me crazy. You're right. Someone is fucking smoking pot. How? Oh, my God. And then you walk down the street now, and it's like, what? why oh. is that any different? Like, I don't want a fucking contact high. Yeah, What's I don't that? want a contact high either. What's I was just going to say I that. Actually, I'm totally stoned. <laughs> No, it's one of your fucking neighbors. Unbelievable. Do you have pothead neighbors? You must. This I mean, is definitely the kind of building where you would have pothead neighbors. Do I have pothead neighbors? It's called the world. It's called everybody who surrounds us is a pothead neighbor. It's fucked up. All I want is like some good CBD oil that doesn't have too much THC in it that calms me the fuck down. I do not want to smell it. Oh, crap. Is it great being a father? It's absolutely transformative and all that stuff. Yeah. Life-changing, magical. Oh, God. Keep going. Mind blowing. Like you, you get. I, I'm filled up with so much love that it's heartbreaking, and it's so hard and so exhausting and so. And I don't do shit. You don't. I'm a terrible deadbeat dad. But I, I, it's really hard, and you really do end up bifurcating your life into this like sort of your creative world, your passion, and all that, and your family life in a way that you just simply didn't have to before. That's what I want to ask you, the balance of all this stuff, because it you make... Okay, I'm not so, doing it anymore. The balance is gone. It's gone. I have gone. no balance. That's why I was a late... I mean, let's be clear. I've been late everywhere for the last 35 years. Yeah. You know, since I could drive. Uh, At not, 12? I, I could drive. I sat on my dad's lap and drove. I was very short. Um, and... But no, I mean, coming here, it's just... It's, it's not even funny anymore how fucking... How, how thinly I'm spread... Psychically and, 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 and with things I want to do and try to accomplish during the course of a day. Yeah. And this compulsion to, uh, to create and leave a mark, which I always had, but which didn't feel quite so urgent, which now feels just imperative. Because A, I really feel like physical things are happening to me that are no longer just simply, you know, somatic, somatizations, you know, of my, you know, whatever. Brain. Yeah, of my uh, uh, neuroses. But um, that are issues. Like I have a weird blood count thing that's been plaguing me for the last year and a half. I don't know what it is. White blood cells? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, I do too. I have an odd like low white blood cell count. Do you know what my low number is? First, I have a low CDC. Do you even know what that... Yeah, I have a low CDC. Wait, CDC? Is that what I'm... I no, think no, it's no, CDC. No, 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 that's the Center for Disease Control. <laughs> well, but I have that too. I'm CD4, t- I have a low CD4. It's, it's my, my immunologist goes to me, when's the last time you had an HIV test? I go, 10 <laughs> fucking years ago? Are you kidding me? Am I going to be the first fucking person to get it from a toilet seat? I swear to God. Then I start wondering, like, did I black out, dr- get drunk? Like, what happened? What did I do? What did I do? So I go, I take two fucking tests, <laughs> one at the, at the clinic or whatever, and then one that what we take home. Um, my wife and I were, like, looking at the fucking thing, and... You know, I don't have HIV, but I have... The reason that account even exists is to see whether or not your HIV has turned into AIDS. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I'm not... I'm only okay. laughing because I'm uncomfortable, but what, is, what does it mean if you don't I have don't HIV? I don't know. It's like having a test where you're looking for a disease. And so finally my doctor, my main doctor, said enough is enough. Because yeah. we checked it over the course of 18 months. And it's stayed the same. He's like, that's just it's idiopathic, you know, which means... It's know. just you. It's just randomly what your right. white blood cell count. I guess, I guess. But there's a woman in British Columbia to whom you can send locks of your hair and she'll pretty much tell you fucking anything. And I'm terrified of sending this shit to her because I, I had an assistant in Canada recently 
who was basically going blind, and they were diagnosing her with MS. And in the end, she sent locks of her hair to, to this woman in British Columbia. And, and she's like, no, you have Lyme disease, dude. And you can find Lyme disease through a lock of if hair? If you're this woman in British Columbia, you can. Someone get the cordless mic. He just got tangled up in all the cords. He's finished his drink. Um, do you want me to chop off a lock right now? You have to do it from the root or something. I don't know. Oh. I had her do it twice, and then I didn't want her to send it because I didn't want to know. You had your wife chop off? No, no, off no, no. no. Uh, the doctor. Jack's my assistant in, 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 uh, in, 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 in Toronto. Jesus By fucking By the way, Christ. I only had an assistant because I was doing like a TV show and getting paid. I don't like having an assistant all the time. I'm, I'm not... I don't think you're fancy. I think you're living your life. You're just a normal guy. You're cool. Are you friends with Justin Thoreau? Because <laughs> I feel like you guys would be best buds. No, I've never met him, I don't think. You guys have... What are you doing? He's taking off his chain wallet. He's... <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, wait. So, okay. That I was going to ask you. That's like a major question because I always... What the hell is going on here? You're swe- we're, both, we're both sweating profusely. You're just taking your chain wallet off. Things are about to get way real. Um, oh. Don't... Yeah, me too. Look. It's, you know why? Because we're so high strung? Yeah, but your house was bizarrely warm. I get cold. I'm a woman. It means I'm thin that I'm cold. Okay. That's what it means when you're cold I all the time. I'm using at my house, but I have a spare tire. Oh, well, I don't think so. Anyway. I do. I do. I swear. It's really, I mean, it's not flattering. Why have you always felt compelled to make stuff? And now, and we got to talk about the balance. Like, how do you, have you ever been able to balance everything in a relationship where you make stuff? So you're acting, you're writing stuff, you're making an album, you're making movies, and then you're also wooing women because you're not some piece of shit Lothario where you're like, you know, fucking everything that moves. I actually think I was the worst kind of Lothario. Lazy Lothario? Lazy Lothario. No, yeah, like because the only way that I felt at least I could get a woman to sleep with me without having a relationship with her was to pretend like I was having a relationship with her. Do you know what I mean? I couldn't just have one night stands. I was just, oh. you know, it wasn't, you know, my friends could all just go like because they'd seem like dicks or whatever. But they were honest. Like, <clears throat> exactly. So I mean, I actually wrote the script a lot. It was I, I wrote four scripts in my life, right? That's it. Three of the movies I made, one I didn't. One was called Neo Realism. It's probably the most unabashedly. Um, uh, confessional thing I ever wrote, and I guess thank God I never made it because it's the most naval gate. It's it's like, it's like, if it's like if if Henry Jaglum's f- proctologist <laughs> like made a movie about his like colonoscopy. That's what that's what neorealism was like. It was a movie about the making of scotch and milk. Yeah. Oh yes, you wrote to me about this. Yeah. About 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 the making of a movie. That in which I use my actual ex girlfriend to play herself. It was so confusing that I had to put a key. And by the way, this was in the days where people actually like they would take meetings because it was me and Giovanni Rabisi trying to get this made. We had just come back from doing Saving Private Ryan, and so like we we could walk, you know. So we had meetings at Miramax, and we'd meet. And here I am pitching this fucking movie, right? Where I had to include a key at the beginning of the of the movie, so you, because there would be it was so much it was a there were there was a movie at one point within a movie within a movie, and so you had to look at the the key character key to figure out who the fuck you were following. Yeah, it was it was the only thing I could write. It's the only way my brain I had to get it out of my head. And anyway, the point is, what's my point? Um, 
in it, at some point, one of the women which the lead character is having an affair with while he's editing the movie about his ex-girlfriend is, you know, she says to him, you know, you're the worst kind of, like, basically what, what, what we're saying. The worst kind yeah. of narcissist? Well, no, but she was like, the, you're the worst kind of... Lothario. Uh, something along those lines, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because, because, you know, you, you, you have this affectation of being, you know, sincere and, 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 and you know, and, and sensitive to women and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's been my big fear in my life. Is that that like that's really what I am? That I'm actually the worst kind of fucking times up asshole. Because you're like a people pleasing liar instead of just being like, yeah, I just wanted to fuck you. I could never do it. I mean, I never was in a position where it felt like it was appropriate. And and uh, except once there was a at a Playboy party where uh, But I ironically in that case, I didn't want I didn't go home with her or she didn't come home with me because I just moved into this house after this toxic relationship and this house was this like this pure austere place where I didn't want to have any weird person I, and I didn't know and have some disgusting experience and so uh, that that would have been like the most debased and then I but you know What'd I'm you not saying I haven't f- had one, one night stands don't get me wrong yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean okay do not get me wrong <laughs> um <laughs> Um, but you seem to like relationships. Give me a, a Adam Goldberg. I was a really into like you, the creative grist that one could 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 call um, from these relationships. I think that they were um, they they you know they fed me creatively. It was unclear where, where the relationship began and the and, and the art you know relationship and the art began and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I think that was put I. Aside, I think in a in a way that's healthy. Oh, that's so good. So you got a little bit healthy, because but 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 but, but by literally extricate by literally just being with a completely different type of person. I don't know yeah. that that that. But it actually started to have this weird thing where I I think I had been hit in the, like let's just pretend that they were abused. I mean I'm not saying it was a bit, yeah. but you know where I had been batted in the head so many times by this certain kind of situation that I, when I started to sense it again in anyone else, I was really, it really was not like I had to say, oh, this wasn't healthy. I mean, it was just like, oh God. That's is, how I feel. Yeah. I, I've been through the fire so many times. I just want to go towards something healthy because right. I'm just like, I've had enough. Yeah. I hit rock bottom. I was like, I yeah. can't do this. But I think I got so addicted to, uh, the creation, the creativity that comes from a breakup and being heartbroken and being depressed. No, and I was I'm like, I'm telling you, I, 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 you know, I'm not in this anymore. Hey, but get back here. here. It's but, your account. Here, here we go. Um, Viberg. Viberg. These boots, if you're interested, you can oh, have. I right. have them made, but I mean, I'm sure you they don't sell them, but you could probably have them made. The podcast is sponsored by Viberg, <laughs> and uh, which is funny because my no, name is Goldberg. It's hilarious. That's uh, okay. Right. So, I mean, but yeah, but I got so addicted to like making stuff because yes. I'm hitting rock bottom. So yes. you did the same well, thing. No, I mean Roxanne and I. I mean, okay. So, so Roxanne and I. Um, uh, uh, we broke up at what you asked me, how did I know it was time? Well, I was sort of, we were in a, in a, in a place where we had been together a couple of years and it was either time to sort of shit or get off the pot. And I couldn't, I guess shit would be the, would be the, would be the extension of the analogy. Yeah. And so I had to get off the pot. And so what, what happened? She was just like, you didn't ask me like, what are we doing here? Yes. Three le- years. Legitimately, you yeah. know? And, and, and I was not a spring chicken, you know? And so, uh, I said, well, I can't, I guess I can't, do it. I guess I'm too f- afraid or whatever. And so in the beginning, I was like, oh, man, I felt kind of light. I remember doing yoga. I'm like, oh, this is uh, in my house, and my house was to myself again. And, blah, blah. and then, like, each day I started to feel, like, 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 like really tragically, like, 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 like really dark. And, and um, but I started writing. I had this, so I had made two records at that point, And then at this point, I was about, 
was I even trying to make a record? I had about half of the songs that I was going to make for another record. And then I wrote the other half of the record in demo version as I was recording. So I would, rec- I would write and record the songs, upload them to my Tumblr. I know, I'm 12, a 12 12-year-old fucking girl. I'm <laughs> that. So that she would see them, and there were all these crazily kind of, I mean, obliquely confessional songs. So if you listen, buy this record, if you buy this record, that's not what I meant to say. I really didn't. It's I, okay. No, I really didn't. If you listen to this record, Strangers Morning, um, you know, half of it was written during this exhausting, emotionally exhausting two-week period um, where I, I was, you know, but the last one was, was, was actually this song, Strangers Morning, where I was like, I wasn't eating and I was like just trying to get it online and then fucking, br- and then I just emailed her. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I was just, I can't. And then she came over and we were together ever since. I'm leaving out something that's really personal and I don't know whether or not yeah. to get into it. Please do. Don't look, you don't have to tell me anything. You don't uh, tell me. But, uh, but, but, uh, basically, yeah, I don't know. You don't I think have if, to. Yeah, I think if don't. we're doing the podcast, Always. I would do it. But I think that's what I'm the, saying. We yeah. shouldn't do this shit. You can turn it off. The live stuff? Yeah. But we're still recording. That's fine. You, you, you can put the auditory version, but not the... I've talked about it. Okay. Should we turn this shit off? Yeah. Okay. Save it to your phone and then text it to me. Hold on. I'm taking a... This is a first time exclusive, you guys, of live streaming. And you and But you have to save it to your phone. And live... Vid, but, but, but you end it first. Yeah, you end it first. And then you have to save it. And then you save it at the top, on the top yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I know. Jesus, I got you have more viewers than I did. Uh, oh, well. I hope I saved it, though. God, let me make sure. How many... I don't even know anymore what happened. Okay. So confusing. Um, My phone has been so wonky. I don't know if it's going to save. That would be very... That would be tragic. But it, not really, because you have the same exact thing. Whatever. Um, okay, so we're still recording. Okay, so what happened? So what was so the night we got back together... I'm turning this around. Um... It did save. I don't think mine saved. What? No, I want to share it. Yeah, share it. Um, <laughs> basically, sh- basically, we got back together and Roxanne and 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 we got pregnant. So there was no thinking about it anymore. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. Was like like the 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 consternation, all of the, the years of brooding about it. That she was pregnant. That was it. Um, and I mean, there was no issue of whether we were like having the baby or not like so but um and i'm gonna make a really long story short but we took the the baby went to term and died oh my god so uh and it was strangely during this period where (laughs) sounds ridiculous but where vine had just begun and i was doing all of these vines and making some kind of weird movie i guess about this ensuing birth but I was kind of doing it as slightly like a uh, coping. Yeah, like an ex- it was an anxiety. It was sort of disturbing, you know. Um, but ultimately, I was like, I'm going to end this whole thing and get off of Vine and the whole thing as soon as the baby's born. And the baby's going to be um, I can't I can't even remember. I was like going to be me or something like that. And then that was going to be my rebirth, and that was going to be the end of it. Um, and uh, and. Yeah, so the, he died. I mean, like four days after his due date, um, we there was no, uh, you know, we we went to the hospital. There was yeah. He, he was born. Well, no, he, he was, wasn't born. He was, he was still inside. Born. He was he was he was yeah. 
So and you were vining up into like leading the people day, into. There's a vine from that day, uh, literally, and then uh, Roxanne, you know, we said that you know she she didn't feel him kicking, and and we went to the hospital, um, and um, oh, and it, it's 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 uh, you know there've been two like really seminally tragic moments in my life so far. I mean, like truly, you know, right, like like you know. Um, you know, one is the one I mentioned when my, you know, my friend had died and, and the other, uh, this, I mean, this was like, you don't get out of bed, right? I mean, this was like, you know, two weeks of, 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 uh, you don't get out of bed and her parents, her parents, everybody, you know, they were taking care of us, feeding us, people dropping food off at the front of the door, you know, whatever. And at a certain point, a few days in, I actually began to document it at some point with her permission and all of that, and after enough time goes by, you know, since then we've had a son, Bud, you know, he's three. Um, but um, I think if more time goes by, you know, maybe I'll do something with these photographs because they're some of the most, uh, I mean, they're, I mean, doesn't, all the other photographs I've done are, 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 are some, are, you know, are sort of stylized and, you know, might have, might, might sort of tell a story and there might be a lot, because there's a lot of these multi-exposures and things like that and I might be telling some kind of story, but there's a pretension to them because, you know, they're not, they're, there's whatever. I mean, they're, 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 uh, they're art and less artifacts, I guess. And in this case, um, you know, there's these, I, I hadn't looked at them in a long time, but I was looking for some photos and I was looking through them and I was like, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's the most powerful thing I've ever, you know. And, and I think it would be really important to share with people. And, and this has been a really difficult thing because there was actually a woman who's been in touch with me a lot and wanted me to sort of help be some voice for this, but I'm not, I don't have a big, you know, whatever. I'm not Brad Pitt and lost a child and like, you know, I can, you know what I'm saying? So it's like... And maybe you don't even want to be because it's too personal. No, of course. And actually she hates when I talk about it. It's just, it's too much. It, it's as a person who is, you know, who, who you know, is, reveals uh, a, a lot about themselves and feels compelled to reveal a lot about themselves. It seems absurd to omit that biographical detail when, when um, also I know that one of the things that's so painful about that experience is that nobody fucking talks about it. You know, it's yeah. it's like you, you know how common it is. Like it would take the shame don't. away. It would take the shame away to be talking about it, and have more people talk about it, and you go, oh, okay, of yeah. Of course. Why are you? Do you realize that it's a lot? A lot of people. Pe- I know a lot of people have miscarriages no, early on. A lot on. of people have full on stillbirth. Yeah. It's really sadly, uh, really common. Yeah. And um, you know, uh, people. It's just people do not want to have that conversation. I mean, I don't want to have the conversation. You yeah. know. Um, I'm not like I don't. I'm not. It's like one of those, de- you know, kind of biographical details where I'm not like all jazzed to discuss it. It just feels totally unauthentic. If you're, if we're really going to seriously have an, a, you know, an authentic conversation, and like, how do you get this place? And blah blah blah. Well, anyway, so in the on that record that I was making, Strangers Morning, um, I was making it the entire time she was pregnant, and then this happened, and we were supposed to master the record the day that we went to the hospital, <sighs> and so. I had, there was a song called Night Note, and the song, which was weird because it almost uh, was like Night Nurse, and so it's just, it gets weirder anyway, so, and on Night Note, it was a song, um, you know, sort of a letter to myself about getting my shit together um, towards the end of this, like, two-week period when I, um, you know, had had split up with Roxanne, and I I put his, his name, we named him, was Bix, um, which also seemed 
fucking in hindsight incredibly foreboding Big Spiderbeck was this trumpet player who died tragically it was like considered like a jazz angel because he was you know 27 years old or whatever um, and um, and he uh, I put his heartbeat on the end of the and, and the, you know the way my records sound there's all this space echoey shit and stuff so you, you almost can't kind of del- delineate the difference between you know a, a, a guitar effect and maybe some actually a lot of the space echoey shit ends up sounding like heartbeats it's weird so um, uh, so I put a heartbeat on and I had to like go into the fucking mastering session and like remove the heartbeat because I just couldn't do it. You know, that's not how that, you know, the record, it was supposed to have this happy ending. So then that very same year I make this movie, No Way Jose, I tack on essentially an ending where she's pregnant in this movie where the woman is and it is, becomes pregnant. And, and then I close the movie with Night Note all by default because I couldn't get the rights to this Burt Bacharach song um, at the very last minute. And I was just like, fuck, what do I have? So I throw on a night note. So again, there's just, just like this weird, you know, self reflect in that case, just sort of somewhat unintentional self-reflexiveness. And then, um, and then, so this record, which is actually a LP book, which I'll be, if you, if you want to talk again, I do. I'd like to talk to you about that. Cause that's kind of what this thing was supposed to be. It's just that the digital part of it, it was just, I had to eventually just, this record has been sitting on the shelves, as it were, for three years, and I haven't had time to really make this project, which is that it's a vinyl photography book, and so half of it is the record and the lyrics, and the other half are these f- 14 photographs that kind of don't necessarily go with the song, but, but in, you know, are sort of sandwiched to, 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 to the song and, and it, conceptually. It was all the photos from that two-week no, period? No, 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 I'm not... Oh, no. those are private. Those are no. those are oh, too no, real. No, no. Got it. But it's but but I, that's you know you, you asked me about the title of the record and it was mood swing, but now it's home a nice place to visit, which was the name of my blog for as long as it's been my blog because it was kind of this tongue in cheek thing, home a nice place to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there because that's how I always feel about wherever I am. Mm. It's a terrifying place and a place where I need to be, you know, and um, and so. Uh, and most of this stuff was born in some way, uh, like you know. In the, anyway, so there's so this record addresses some of these things. I mean, there's a song called "Sliver of Light," and it's blatantly it says in parentheses four Bix," and that's oh. a song I wrote about. About you know, it's the only thing I felt got close to doing. To be honest, I think the demo does does it justice. I think the recorded song is too produced in the end, but whatever. Um, that's my fault. And, uh, uh, and then, yeah, there was a song about my friend John who I could never write about. You know, every year I tried to write a song about my friend John on his, the anniversary of his, uh, of his death. Um, and finally I wrote a song about my inability to write that, which is called Words That Rhyme. Um, and then there was like this really beautiful song, I mean, whatever, beautiful to me song at the end of the record called My Boy Bud, which is about my son Bud. And, you know, it's about this just filling up with emotion to the point where it's like almost, uh, you know, it's, un- it's untenable to feel that strongly about some, some, something, someone to feel so, 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 uh, you know, close to, to, uh, to, you know, to care that much about something. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Does Bud know what happened or will he ever, no, I mean, he'll I find mean, out no, later. I, mean, I don't know when that conversation will ever take place. Yeah. 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 Well, the fact that you, in your movies, in your songs, apparently on your vines, I mean, (laughs) mean, no, I'm not being silly. I know, I know, I know. But the fact that you like are so self-reflective and you use your whole, it seems like your whole life, uh, the way in which you live your life is to understand yourself better, understand humanity better, feel less alone, uh, put a spotlight on you 
whatever. I said all this on the Henry Jaglum podcast pretty much too, but it's like, but that's why I, that's what I try to do. That's why I life. called you. Yeah. I was like, you said it to Henry. Come yeah. On, say it to say me. It to me. Say it to me. But I've got, I've got multiple questions real quick. Like, so you're with Roxanne. This is your wife, mother of your child. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys ever get in arguments where she goes, Hey, I know this is the way in which you work, but keep something for us or, or I don't want to be included mm, right. because, and I'm being selfish when I ask this because a big fear of mine getting yeah. serious with somebody or fear yeah. is that like, he's going to listen to one podcast too many about my past or read something yeah. I wrote. And I don't want him to like not pay attention to me. But I want him to, be, but to be accepted and to have somebody go, cool, I don't give a fuck. That's awesome. Do your thing. I hope to find that. Have you found that or do you guys ever run? Uh, no, we don't. I mean, she, I mean, she, she, with that, issue I wanted to be more immediately public about it because I wanted to fucking deal with it and I wanted to find people by the way who were going through it because I felt so horribly alone I went to a grief therapist which I mean had nothing to do with my I like I I I, in the beginning I actually thought I was doing okay because I mean I had been used to really tragic I mean I shouldn't say that I've had a, a couple of tragic things happen to me and, and had some really hard times. And so I kind of felt more equipped initially to deal with it. I felt like, you know, Roxanne had just never had anything remotely like this happen in her life. And and I sort of felt like, well, the advantage to this having... And by the way, I was afraid that this was going to happen. I was a terrified from the beginning. As soon as I heard a heartbeat, I was like, all that means is that that thing could turn off at any moment. Oh my God. And so... I was strangely felt like, yes, of course, that's what happened. Um, and, and so for a while, I felt a little bit more like I was in caretaker mode. And, and I, you know, I, I was like, this is how we're going to deal with it. And this is how we're going to get through this. And I can tell you because I know it seems like it's the end of the world, but it's not the end of the world. And, and you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fade over time. And we're ju- it's literally just about endurance. So as long as you have the endurance, as long as I have the endurance, we're going to get through it. And... Um, but at one point, I remember she was upstairs with her parents, and I was in the bathroom downstairs in the bedroom, and I it hit like it hit me, and I started to panic, like I couldn't breathe, and 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 I started frantically googling grief therapists, and what was kind of crazy was is I landed on this woman who was um, who sort of kind of written one of the quintessential books about. Grief and had become a grief counselor, um, and she was the wife of this guy who had interviewed me f- about Vine in the first week of Vine when, you know, no one knew what the fuck was going on, and he was like, "What the hell are you doing?" and like called and interviewed me for I was like Black Book or something like that, you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh, "Wow!" So I emailed him about her. Strange thing is that they've split up since then, but um, and you know, Roxanne and I would listen to her book and like sit in bed and cry and then I went to go see her that was actually too weird it was like too the whole thing was getting too mirrory (laughs) and so um so I think once maybe twice um but um uh anyway so I wanted to deal that we deal with that in a more you know in the way that I was accustomed to dealing with it and she and I think she was game to a certain extent as long as it was somewhat private and um but but no, I mean, it's not... Honestly, we've never been to... There are restaurants that we have never been back to. Um, what do you mean? From when she was pregnant during that period. Oh. There was a, there was a Thai place called Watong Moon Lak in, in, um, in, uh, in Silver Lake that has my 
picture up on like not my picture. The guy's the chef is an artist, so he he draws like like right between like Michael Jackson and fucking Sylvester Stallone. It's actually a lot of people who who a lot of times uppy people, and I was always like, oh, this is before times. I was like, I don't you know, just bro. knew you had a vibe. Yeah, exactly. You had you the hint. Detect it. Yeah. Um. So he's like, uh, it was it before I ever even ate there. We, there was like he had painted this. I told you you're an icon. I don't know. I'm not sure. Anyway, the point is, is that. We just never came back. We never went back there. We ordered food from there for two years, you know, yeah. and like had it delivered, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, I'm not, I am not, in, I mean, there are certain aspects about, you know, I'm not unabashedly exhibitionist, but but somehow that, sometimes that is the only way, I think, for, for me to kind of deal with it. And it's always obviously been some way of dealing with it. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's, and she, she had been, you know, pri- prior to me, she'd been with a stand-up. So, I mean, like, you're oh, not, you're not going to, used to it. You're not going to get more of that than that, than with that kind of person, you know. Yeah, I think probably. Um, and by the way, I'm not super. I mean, I'm not trying to say this to be self-effacing, but I'm not. Um, um, you know, whatever. I'm not. I was gonna say Woody Allen, but um, <laughs> there's just no. You can't say anything anymore. You can't say uh, Louis. You can't say Woody Allen. You can't say right. But the point is, yeah. I'm not. I'm nobody's. Nobody's paying that much attention to, to to the stuff I'm doing. So 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 it really is truly more therapeutic than anything else. I mean, yeah. I suppose if you followed my fucking Instagram account, you might be able to detect certain things, or you know what I mean. But yeah. But but she but, doesn't get mad. You're able to be 100 percent you, and they're, they're no, you're not butting heads. She's and like, yeah. It's pretty remarkable. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah. Well, you can. She's she's. I hope um, I find that. You know, she's. Uh, you could be a sister wife. A sister wife? No, I wanted to work out with the uh, handsome man I'm dating oh, right now. Sure, you could make, make, I, try, try and make that work. Oh God, yeah. Well, we're, we're not even official boyfriend and girlfriend yet. When is that official? When do men do that? Oh, I, 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 why is it up to the men? Oh, I don't understand because that. I'm in my femininity. I read a book about it. The man has to say, "Will you be my girlfriend?" or "I want you really? to be my girlfriend." Didn't you do that with Roxanne? You just start saying your girlfriend. I mean, oh, I you do. Be my girl. You just start referring to each other as like boyfriend and girlfriend. Yes. So, how did it happen with you guys? I don't remember. What a weird story to go from that to this bullshit. Where I'm like, when is he gonna ask me to be his girlfriend? Well, I'm just, but I don't. <laughs> under, but but don't. Doesn't at some point you just say like, it's my isn't girlfriend? that like like you're at a, you're at a dinner with your friends? Yeah. And and and, she, and so it's like so so you know when we first started dating, I mean we're dating, right? And you do that bullshit thing. He's like, yeah, we're dating, we're dating. Yeah. And then. And then, you know, and then he, he says, you know, so, I mean, well, you're my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, okay. And that's it. And that's the end of the conversation. I can't wait for that moment to happen. Well, go have dinner with your fucking friends. Oh, yeah. I got to get some friends and schedule a dinner. <laughs> there you go. Just go to Eat Out Show and just be, be done with it. Let's be done with it. Yeah. yeah. I don't like Eat Out Show anymore. I used I to never, love it. Oh, I never liked it. Well, you probably and never went there in its heyday. When was that? Mid-90s. Like everything. Like all good things. Like all good things. Or, or late, late, late. It, it went downhill because well, they changed ownership in the, t- somewhere in the 2000s and now it's like all you can eat, fucking whatever. But it used to be this incredibly specific menu, which was fantastic. Now they phase that menu out and you don't even get to eat from the old Itacho anymore. Top three places to have dinner. Here? Yeah. Um, I just, I, I'm so bad with that. I used to like, okay, Kazu, well, right, Kazu uh, sushi. And it's, it's kind of funny because. Uh, uh, Jesus, it's all just tragic. What? No, I mean we stopped having to go to the sushi place, so we happened in one night to this place, Kazu, and we were and we were like looking at reviews on Ventura. You know, there's all those good sushi bars on Ventura. Oh yeah. And I was like, um, uh, we were in there. I'm like, are we sure this is it? Like, it smelled (laughs) like cleaning product, and and we were like at the looking at the app, and like, 
really? Like, this is the overpriced, like, fucking, like, you know, you know, hero dreams of sushi guy. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is it? Yeah. No one was in there. And it's unbelievably good. It is? Unbelievably good. And then, like, you sort of read that, like, yeah, it's George Clooney's favorite place. So, like, of course, one time the only other person in there was George Clooney and somebody. And then, uh, but, and then you'll get a few people. And and I don't know how he stays in business. I guess because he charges $8,000 for sashimi. I'm not sure. But Jesus. No, it doesn't. It's, it's, it's not crazy. But it's really, really good. Okay, so that's sushi. Um... I don't know. I, I don't know what to eat anymore because I was on this paleo thing for a while. And you were? You really are like weight Well, conscious? I was trying to, I was doing a movie where I was like, okay, I want to drop a bunch of, like I want to like, like get in the, like good shape. And so then once I was on it, I was like, oh, I kind of like being like as skinny as I was when I was 35. You are so slender. Your thighs are to be, tiny. No, I told you I have skinny fat guy syndrome. I have bony legs, but that doesn't mean I don't have like, I'm going to have the Bukowski body. You know the Bukowski body? You don't have a Bukowski body. But you know what I'm talking I about. I do. But do you drink beer? I did. Do you drink at all? I used to, but I get so many migraines and stuff like that that yeah. I like try and really temper my, my alcohol intake. And then once I quit smoking when I was 39, it really is like I was much less interested in drinking alcohol. Oh, wow. Usually it's the opposite. No, because I just wanted so badly to, um, uh, when I smoked, I it was like, it's you know how well, drinking makes you want to smoke, but smoking... I guess, felt better if I was drinking scotch or something. Oh, wow. For me, I was smoking would mean drinking coffee. I would attribute no, that. No, I could never drink coffee just because it would shoot through me. But, Gross. Uh, How dare that's why you? I told, that's why I stopped at the gas station here and instead of, you know, on the way over. I actually would have thought about that. If you had used my bathroom immediately, I would have been like, I know. Really? I can't I believe it. That's my biggest fear. I, I try never to use somebody's bathroom. And I, and I run so the, I went, stopped at a fucking mobile. I hope I you're happy. But I also it. got a Perrier there, which I needed, so... I run the water when I when I pee. I have a seat that makes a sound. It does. Yeah, it's a Toto thing. It's a it washes your butt. I just had it installed yesterday because I, I brought it from my old house and you need an outlet. Oh my god, it's they great. Ha- they it's have those bidet. at Olympic Spa. No, that's the greatest thing ever. How people live without these things and use toilet paper and whatever is just beyond me. Oh my god, you're like I'm not pretentious. I'm just a run of the mill kind of normal guy. And not that. It's just the fact that listen, I have I have, listen. When you've had hemorrhoids, as long as I've had hemorrhoids, you have hemorrhoids since I was 15, honey. Exclusive. Why right. are you sitting so long? Just huh? all bummed out in your bedroom, just sitting. sitting? Yeah, exactly. Why? Uh, why? I'm, I don't IBS. I had migraines, everything since I was a kid. See, I worry. I down. have vertigo. I have like you name it. Terrible you, vertigo. You do? When we were walking to. That was one of the reasons I didn't want to walk. Oh my god! Nobody, you guys. I offered to drive Adam's car to Air One. Uh, it's okay. But. It's fine. It's all right. I didn't want to lose the parking space. I know. Where'd you get all your tattoos? Uh, Mainly Mark Mahoney. Where's that place? He's on Sunset, but he's been around for a million years. He's kind of one of the pioneers of fine line gray and black tattooing. I I, I love Mark. Mark, Mark, I've like photographed, like he's been kind of amused for me and for other people, but I photographed him a bunch and interviewed him and made little documentaries about him and I love him dearly. How did you propose? To Mark? Yeah. How did you propose to Roxanne? Oh, I really, literally thought, because I said I love him dearly. I was like, yeah. I was trying to remember when I proposed. Um, I shaking it up, because I know we're landing this plane. So you how did I life. propose? Um, she was eight months pregnant with Bud, and we decided that we should probably get pregnant because we were going to have to change doctors, ironically, because something to do with Obamacare. Um, she was going to lose her doctor, and we were going to have to... The only way was it was to be on my insurance. So we went to Orange County, and we got married in Halloween uh, of... Uh, 2014, right before he was born. He you was born. did? Yeah. That's the only reason you got married? That was the initial. I mean, that was the that was the like like the immediate reason. But oh yeah, God. we weren't we weren't we weren't married. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, we had premarital conception. Well, and so, I'm a bastard. I was, you know, my parents were never married. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. And I'm half Jewish the same way you're half Jewish. You're, On your dad. On my dad's side, but I completely identify as, as being Jewish. Right. I mean, I guess I do too. I, I mean, mean that's, that's, I know. You know, walking do. stereotype. Yeah. I know. Neuroses. I know. Woody Allen. But funnily, funnily? Yeah. Why enough, not? I think all that shit comes from my mom's side of the family who are like German, Christian, uh, Irish, French, Mexican people. Oh, wow. My mom's German. That's all I know. My mother's last name used to be spelled. She's changed to the G-A-B-L-E. It's G-O-E-B-E-L. What does that sound like or look like? Chernobyl? Goebbels. Goebbels. But not quite. But, but, but German. Is she blonde? No, her brothers are blonde, blue-eyed lumberjack guys. Her dad looked like Bob Hope. Yeah. It's the craziest thing. But her mom looked <laughs> kind of like Judy Garland and had like wavy, curly hair and 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 she had she was the Irish French Mexican part yeah and so uh, and my mom ended up being very dark I mean not very dark but very but she dark wa- she was but she was she was uh, she was blonde in the seventies when she was modeling oh wow yeah I'm naturally blonde. You're blonde? Yeah. Really? I'm like flax gold blonde. Wow. Um, what, how could I... Why do, why do you why you go brown? Just because to, to, you, you, it's more reflective of your soul, I guess. I think so. And, and like my interests, the people I relate to, the movies I relate to, the kind of men yeah, I used to be trained it's hard to relate to blonde people. Like I'm probably having wanna... a much easier time relating to you because you have brown hair. Don't you think so? I mean, I... honestly, yes. It would be confusing if you had blonde hair. And that's how I feel. And plus, like, I was a Francophile and I liked... Uh, I don't know. And like I the, know. The guys I was attracted to, I was like... Anna Karina. Yes, exactly. And, yeah. I, and I feel like if I wanted to go for some like meathead guy at CrossFit, I would be going to Crunch Fitness every single right. day, bleach blonde. I yeah. do, I'd do all the stuff, but I don't give you a don't fuck. You don't need I, to do bleach I, blonde. You'd just be blonde. I, exactly. I would just be blonde. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I had, I had, a, I had, I had a, a blonde ex-girlfriend who was just like, she was so obviously blonde. Like she's just like, she was blonde. Like it couldn't be more blonde than her. And then like, of course, she wasn't really blonde. That's, Oh, really? Yeah, you know what I mean? We, we're petering out. We're petering out. You know what? This is when the podcast is getting the most real. Was all that false before on the yeah, live stream? On the live stream was false? Yeah. Well, I'm just... I, you know what it is? Is I, I'm, I'm, I'm coming down from that Excedrin. Oh. Um, yeah, you got to go do another podcast. I can't believe that. But what's I next? talk about pants. That's so boring. This is where we get into it. Now is when the shit's really... Come over and podcast that. Uh, that's, first off, insulting. Like, I'm going to podcast you on some po- podcast no, about fashion? That's like, rude. Like, 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 that was mean. No, no, no. That's like, like you think I'm some just... I'm just like, okay, wait a No, but it's, no, it was more like just like, <laughs> let's finish talking over there is really what I meant. And that, that you, you know, I would ignore the other guy, basically. Will you be my, like... The, the only guest I've ever had on twice on my podcast. Yeah, I would. I, I like. I want to be somebody's like Rich Little. I would. I mean, yes, I would love for you to be that. Yeah, just Wait, check in. You know. Did you see the Gary Shandling uh, documentary? Oh, have yeah. you watched? I've I've only seen part one. I've got yeah. to see part two. I love him. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. It was fucking heartbreaking. I actually really had no idea. Like I didn't. I didn't know much about him. You, you know? didn't. You weren't like a number one fan of his. He's I was obsessed with Larry Sanders and stuff. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It took me a long time to get to Larry Sanders, but I just always just loved him. No, no, Gary I always Shanley. loved him, but I didn't. I had no idea that he was this torturous guy. I didn't know any of that shit. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't know. And in fact, I kind of thought he came off as 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 like he sometimes once 
well, it's interesting because they, they kind of go into this a bit in the, in the documentary. I started to kind of get rubbed a little bit in, in the wrong way, you know, sort of. Oh, fuck what? Well, just, I, I don't know. I just got this real narcissistic vibe that, that just made me feel uncomfortable. Not, not as though I was ever in the same room with him. Oh, I did audition for Larry Sanders. So you just, did? Yeah. Which role? One of the writers, you know, who knows? It was all generic, I think, at the time. I don't know if they had that, like, it mattered who was who. But probably Jeremy Piven. Um, oh, yeah. So, uh who has more hair now, now than he did then, but... Oh, how did that happen, science? I, I do not know. You're aging beautifully, by the way. I know you don't like it, and you think it's a weird thing. You can turn anything to a negative thing, just like I can. Uh, I'm a master of it. You know what I realized? Like, I was, you know, I'm never a fan of how I looked or anything like that. What? I, You're beautiful. Oh, can I tell you something? I was at the DMV when I was 18 or 19 years old, maybe 21, 21. 21, I'm 37 now. You were at the DMV with a friend. I was 21 years old. Wait a minute. I'm going to figure out how old I was because I've only been to the DMV like literally three or four times in my whole life. I've so. been there. Yeah. You okay. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I've gotten my license. That's so cute. I like the like the palm up like scrunch, the like, shrugging 21. vibe you're giving. So you're 16 years ago. So I was 31. Yeah. So I saw you and you were wearing, I remember, a green because you dated a friend of mine and you're an actor. Mm-hmm. The best actor in the world. Okay. <laughs> Just, come on, okay, nobody's buying listen, it. Just listen. Yeah. Um, but I saw you and I went, I just looked over at you and you're like living your life, like talking emphatically and like really engrossed in something meaningful to you. And your friend was like, yeah. And I was like. Probably just talking over a friend of mine, but yeah. And I was like, wow, man, that's what cool looks like. Look at that cool guy. Oh, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's I was heartbreaking. I was like, that I is. I, only I knew that, you know? If you had just turned around, it would have been me just like... <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I thought you were very cool. Oh, that's nice. The epitome of cool. That's well, why I asked I, you... I, I, actually, what I was going to say, funnily <laughs> enough, was that I realized that, that, if that, in fact, that was the right year when I was 30. I was like, I look at pictures of me at around 30 and 31, and I was like... And that's actually when I was kind of at my most depressed. Really? That's when you're the most attractive to me, I guess. <laughs> no, it's just like because I had a girlfriend in New York. Okay, there was nine eleven. I had a girlfriend in New York. Then there was there was nine eleven, and then we split up. And and I was it was morbidly depressed because I was like living on the you know I was living on the Bowery, but it was like it was really in the shadow of fucking nine eleven and in this broken relationship. And I uh, and in a kind of a Lolita esque sort of relationship, I guess. I don't even know if you're allowed to fucking say that. Oh, you are. But, but I mean, but well, I mean, she was in her twenties. But the point is, is that she was much younger. Than it was me. consensual. Yes, of course, it was. You're in love. Yeah, yeah. So we were in love. And um, but I was thir- whatever. So I was t- ten years older than her. So, so I was thirty-one. She was no. Was I ten? No, nine. Anyway. It was Lolita-esque in the sense that it was just like she wasn't ready and she had to go off and become a crack addict and go like live her life and then and then settle down or whatever. And so and I and and I uh, got real heavily into Karen Dalton and then who's that? Who's Karen Dalton, dude? I don't know who that is. I, I, She's I, an, an, amaz- an amazing folk singer. At the time, it was really hard to find her records, but now you can find find her records. Okay, I thought yeah. it was a. I thought I was thinking of a Karen from some Marvel movie recently. That uh, I don't know anything about the Marvel verse or whatever the fuck that's. Me called. neither. Okay, well, don't um, say that because we hope you're going to be uh, the next. Somebody DM'd me. You should be the thing because he's the only Jewish superhero. But oh, right. that's great. Yeah, you totally should. I don't. The thing is Jewish. That's nice. Um, oh. Anyway. <laughs> So uh, you anyway, got into Karen Dalton. Anyway, so so 
So, yeah, talk about, like, reveling. I was, like, living on a fucking mattress with an old Christmas tree and going to see McCabe and Mrs. Miller at the film forum, which she would later say she was at the same screening of and saw me there. And and that movie's about this woman, you know, like, Julie Christie's, like, all into the opium. And Beatty's got a big beard, and I was growing my hair and had a big beard and blah, blah, blah. And I took all these pictures of myself constantly, Polaroids, 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 and, and 35 snapshots of myself in the mirror, and you know, and... And I and I look at those pictures now, and I was like, "Damn, girl, <laughs> you yeah. look pretty good. You look great." <laughs> but it sucks because I was miserable. Yeah. That's as, the best I ever looked in my life, and that's it. So it's gone. I didn't know it then. I didn't take advantage of it. I was heartbroken, and it's gone. It's gone. Poof. But you're gorgeous no, still. Look, look, you're all, it's only gonna get worse. So enjoy it now because ten years from now, your fucking face will be to the floor. My face is to the floor. It if is I, not. Wake listen, up! Listen. You're not learning your own fucking lesson. No, I know. I doesn't work. Did you ever hear of this thing called Crap's Last Tape? Crap's Last Tape is a play by. Beckett, it's like a one-man show. It's like a one-act play, and it's an old man sifting through old tapes. You would really, really like this. Okay. Sifting through old tapes of his life, of, of, of recording himself essentially being miserable, documenting himself. I mean, this was like you know, this a, a long time ago. I know. Yeah. And so he's, he's going through it, and I, th- I don't remember exactly. I read it a long time ago, but, uh, but basically y- y- it's this guy sort of having this reckoning, realizing, uh, like, oops, I was very alive then when I was having these kind of, like, you know, ha- you know existential m- masturbation sessions, and, and now I actually am dying. And that's been my big fear, and guess what? It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. And it, uh, I, 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 uh, I quote myself. Great. <clears throat> Love it. I do, too. Uh, <clears throat> I, I, uh, <clears throat> I tweeted the other day. It was Four people liked it. And let me tell you something. They're fucking idiots because it's the greatest tweet of all time. Um, I said, uh, I said I have early onset wild strawberries. I'm sorry. I still think it's funny. It's great. I literally am like going through my... I knocked on my childhood door on Maryland Drive the other day. You did? I've been stalking my childhood house. been dreaming about it, by the way, vividly for years. And I had been stalking it, sitting out in front, parked, waiting to see if I had the courage to go in. And finally the other day, I had it was in a, like a post-migraine stupor. Like all the medication had sort of made me feel like really detached and weird. And I was like finally coming down from the splitting headache. And I, and I drove in front of the house and I just said, fuck it. Although... Let's be fair. I knew there was nobody home. Um, and I go up there and I knock on the door and, I, and I'm, I'm touching the door, right? I used to have dreams when living in that house that I couldn't open the door because I was having a nightmare. So here I was like touching this dream door and nobody answered the door and I went home. And that's the end of that story. Alexia, it was great meeting you. Oh my God. That's it? That's it. I go. can't believe it. Gotta run. God damn it. We'll do it again. Can I pee? I, I promise of I won't. Of course poop. you can. Okay. I know. Do whatever you want to do in there. Right. Do whatever you want to do. Listen, I'll just talk to myself on the podcast for a moment. I'm, I'm going to go over this. It is my show. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. So, so I guess. Oh, God. To the left, it's the door across from my bedroom. So. No, it's not a closet. He's off peeing. What? It's a cesspool in there. He's off peeing. He's living his life. I did want to ask him uh, a few more questions, but I just think time ran out. I mean, time ran out. Hmm. Yikes. My stomach's growling. I'm starving. Hmm. Well, hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. That was me and Adam Goldberg, and uh, we're going to have to have him back on the show. Is it the most sanitary, like the one on the door or the mat?
the left one, the left pink one hanging, or just use like a paper towel in the kitchen. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, that's what Can I, I would do. Something? I don't use my own towel. I would not. I was like, I'd be shocked if anybody. You I know what? My, I have. I use paper towels in my bathroom. That's actually really smart. Plus, my bathroom's a cesspool. There's no vent ventilation in there. It's disgusting. You know what's so crazy? We're just gonna get start getting to the deepest place, but. That's what I was gonna ask you. You getting you getting tired now? I was gonna say, does good art come from turmoil and needing to work work through it? Now that you're healthy and you're calm, or you're older and you're more relaxed and calm, and you don't have the energy, does that mean you can't make as much art? We can don't get to talk about your album. I just think it just gets repetitive. I don't it think does. that it's, I don't think that it doesn't. I don't think that it's not as. Yeah, I just think that at a certain point, I'm like just drawing on old shit. Drawing, yeah, it's not even drawing on old shit, but or draw, no, you're drawing on something. You know, arguably, which is deeper, which is, like, at your core, because you don't, you know, I, you don't have to go run with the bulls or whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, I don't know. Maybe it's, you know, so, 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 like, a lot of the shit I do that's not, that's not, what whatever, that's art, is, 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 I don't know, you know, is, is darker than maybe... It gets to the core of who you really are, I think, in a way. You don't have any distractions. Yeah. You're just left with... That's what I was saying before, is like once I... I, I suddenly realized when I was in a relationship with someone who wasn't fucking psychotic that, that I was crazy. And that's, and that's what was really, you know, difficult, actually. Because suddenly I was like, oh, I really need to get my shit together. Are you happy now? Are you less crazy? I'm not a happy person. You're just not. I'm just getting you while you while you tidy up and get your stuff together, and you're not really good friends with Justin Thoreau. I don't, I don't, I've never met him. I liked him in that uh, Mulholland Drive, although I'm not like as crazy about that movie as as me too as everybody else is. I, Lost Highway was my movie that I felt felt like it was sort of like one of my favorite movies of all time at the time. Um, okay, I'm gonna should I end this podcast? You do whatever you want to record me on. I still have to throw some shit away. Keep throwing throwing your stuff away. Oh God. I enjoyed your dinner for five. <laughs> You're just looking at your nose. It's so I enjoyed your dinner. <laughs> I just want to make sure. For five, I did it twice. You did it twice? Yeah, I've only seen one. How dare you? I've seen them all. I'm sure I've seen them both. I did one for my movie, I Love Your Work, with Christina, with Giovanni, and with Stephen Droz. And that's oh. the one where I was like, woo, we're fancy. Like, my shit is really going to start happening now. Yeah. No, well, it didn't. And then... Oh. And prior to that, I did one that was pretty funny with Dwight Yoakam uh, and Jennifer Beals, who I just did a TV series with. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. And, and that was really funny because I had such a funny thing with her. And then, of course, so many years later, we just like had this funny repartee doing the show together and whatever. We just had a funny relationship. But um, so uh, who else was on that? That was a guy, uh, the guy from, uh, oh, God... Uh... So Seth Green. Wait, same. Shit, I fucked that up. That's one. Wait, hold on. And two, two exposures. Hold on, stay there. Yeah. No. Oh my God. Well, do you get nervous? Nervous? What? Don't worry. I'm scared. Just, uh, no. I hate being photographed. My dad's a photographer. I'm so sorry. No, keep doing it. Am I getting like PTSD? No. I'm getting crazy. I think, I think no. That's more on the you do? Yeah. Okay. Because.
because you are so neurotic, you're so all over the place, but then you work so much as an actor. Yeah, it's a terrible, terrible anxiety. I mean, terrible. It's but, gone to the point where I, I, I think my body is telling me what my mind has been telling me since I was in my 20s, which is that you have to quit acting because it's, it's just not... I, 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 I can't... It's like I literally can barely get through it anymore. But do you even audition? Well, yeah, every once in a while, I don't get sent a lot of... I mean, honestly, I have such a weird career or whatever. Either people don't care enough to send me to auditions or some, whatever it is. It's like I never get roles I audition for. So if I do audition, I don't get the roles. So anything you see me in, it's because I've probably been offered it. And anything you don't see me in, it's, I audition for it, but they didn't like me. Do you freak out when you audition? Do you just are you are you fine at that? You probably depends. It really it just depends. I never know what guy is going to show up. You know what I mean? It's either I I don't know which guy. Like I don't know if it's going to be the fucking cocksure guy. And I used to go into it also sort of being like, um, there was a period where I was like, you know, be a dick. Like if you're a dick, you won't get nervous. Like that was like when I was going on more auditions, right? And then I would get feedback like he's kind of a dick. Oh god. Um, it happened one time yeah. where I acted like I really didn't give a shit. And, truth is, I didn't give a shit. But but um, and but it just helps you overcome your nerves. It's not fair. It's a fucked up process. They should all fucking stop. And like lately, I auditioned twice for a fucking and I don't care for what movie this was, but for a casting director and put on tape. Fuck you, motherfucker. Uh, for twenty eight fucking years, you can't show up. Fuck you. I would say you have a sign for me, but. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we're not for my wife particularly. I mean, when she's not there, I'm just it's all going into the trash can. All right. They, you know, you know what? They don't care because you think they're fucking putting it anywhere. Not at all. They're putting it in the fucking landfill. Let's let's land this plane properly. Where I'm gonna say. Oh, by being sucked out of a fucking Southwest airline. I mean, Jesus Christ, what a nightmare. What are you talking about? A woman who was fucking sucked out of the fucking airplane the other day. The last. That's, that's horrifying. Oh, no. Oh, God, because I said lay on this plane. I was like, why is he saying that? I was like, were they podcasting? Because, 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 oh, God, the last, it's like, the last, I was in Albuquerque, and I couldn't get a flight out, and, and on, on, on American Eagle, that's like a fucking picnic, um, but, so I took Southwest, I was like, I don't know, I don't know about the Southwest, I was like, it's like, and anytime I change flights, I'm like, did you change flights from the plane that's crashing, or to the plane that's crashing? Exactly. Right, and so, and then I'm like, oh. Southwest, obviously, to the plane that's crashing. And what's the fucking first plane to crash since then? Southwest. I, not, I know, I made something horrifying and, and had nothing to do with me. Listen, that. you look very handsome. You've got all your gear. You've got all your stuff ready to go. Here's what I want to make sure. I'm going to get those labs, maybe. If you, if you stumble across any labs, exciting. That's fantastic. I don't, know I don't own any. Uh, I, I should get some. I just never... I don't, you know... Well, I'm going to get some labs on the Love Lexi podcast. Uh, How much are they? I don't know, but you are... You don't need to fundraise for labs. I'm teasing. Cheap, cheap. I can't, I'm going to get some labs. I'm very excited about it, but I just want to say you're welcome back anytime to the Love Alexi podcast. I'm going to probably come back later on. You know where I live now, and thank you for... Thank, you have to hold this when we say goodbye. Yeah. Thank you for being on the podcast, Adam. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> really, It's really been a lot of fun. Um, I know I seem a little different now. It's just...
said goodbye.